Creepy four, five, six, seven. All good children go to heaven. Ooh. Creepiest oh. fucking phrase ever. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. Silvery moons, caravans, and midnight lights. Welcome to Ramjack and the Tragedy of the Terror Fruit Tournament. Hello everyone, I am Alex and joining me today in the Ramjack studio is my co-host Brad. Hey friends. And also on the line, who is that? It's me, John Pernasek. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back, Jonathan. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on the show with you. Oh, well it's um, a pleasure to be back. And I would like to personally thank you now again for uh, subbing while I was away at summer camp. I really appreciate that. Of course. Uh, what Alex doesn't know is that though we are separated by many, many miles, my hand is still on his thigh. <laughs> Somehow my hand is still on his thigh. <laughs> Ever present. Mm-hmm. Guys, we got a wonderful show for you today. Um, top notch. Top notch, as top always. Notch. Top notch. One might uh, say it's packed to the gills. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're going to take a break from the normal format. Um, so if you're looking for Belvedere and or Perfect Strangers, Fuck just off. hold up. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down, everybody. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. We're over halfway through Belvedere. It, it, we're running out of Belvedere's as is. Yeah, we're going to savor that. We're going to pace ourselves. And this week we're going to do something a little different. No worries. Nothing weird about that. Don't get scared. It's fine. Just grab your security blanket and, and listen forward. That being said, guys, I do have some international news to let you guys know about on the top of the show. First-time listeners may not be aware of this, but I know Brad and Jonathan know. Um, I love novelty food. That's It's, it's a, a fact. thing that I just love. <laughs> it's a fact, and you shouldn't be ashamed of it anymore. Look, if you're a new listener to the show, catch up, hamburger, because Alex loves hamburgers. <laughs> but only if they're shaped like diamonds. Oh, yeah. If they look like a, if they're not in some sort of animal shape, I'm not gonna, or any type of shape, I'm just not gonna do that. So this is international food, food news, really. Novelty, yes. We're gonna go back to my one of my favorite uh, uh, people uh. who are close to my heart, um, and that's the Japanese Uh-oh. because they know how to do novelty food right. Nice. So there's a new brand of Cheeto that will only be available in Japan. A new brand of Cheeto, which a is Cheeto. Japanese for edible snack thing. Yes. Uh, many may be aware of the Frito-Lay's brand Cheeto, which is like the cheese. It's kind of crunchy. You know, the Frito dynasty, which lasted for about 1,500 years, was <laughs> subsequently decimated by the Cheeto dynasty. <laughs> I'm a fan of Japanese history. I, Jonathan, I appreciate that about you, friend. That's a beautiful thing. Um, well, there is a weird... Now, I don't know if I'm on board with this, but Frito-Lay's, which I think is owned by Pepsi now... Mm-hmm. Brought out a Pepsi flavored Cheeto. <laughs> it tastes like syrup. <laughs> All right. They, now to give you an idea uh, of what it yeah. looks like, imagine a Cheeto without any of like the cheese topping. It's just like a kind of, I it's, guess, it's just it's bone white tan color. Ugh. But it also kind of has the effect of pop rocks when you put it in your mouth because they're trying to. I guess mimic the carbonated water popping. So I've got a thing. I've got a popping Cheeto that's a crunchy popping Cheeto crunchy that popping tastes Cheeto like Pepsi. That's sweet and syrupy. I was gonna make a joke about oh, do I still get that bubble sensation in my nose? But clearly that is what yes. they're going for. That's what they're going for, man. 
Just imagine a tanned, dried-out kidney bean <laughs> that you pop in your mouth, and then you have a slight aneurysm. That's Ugh. the Pepsi Cheeto. That sounds terrible. Obviously, reviews are mixed. Uh, well, of course. I can't. I can't really weigh on this until I taste it, which now that's my goal for the rest of the year. Japanese listeners, please send some our way. Yes, please. By our way, I mean Alex's way. And I yeah, really I was would about appreciate to say, not that. my way. Send it to the Ramjack P.O. Box, care of Alex. And I would love to. Uh, they're hard to come across in the States because I guess they're not being received well in Japan. So obviously they're not making a lot more and they cost nothing over there, but you can, it costs almost 50 bucks. There's a lot of eBay bids trying to get these Cheetos over to the Ooh. States. What is the official name of the product? Um, the official name. Soda chips. Is Pepsi Shua Shua. And that's Japanese. And I guess that's supposed to, Shua Shua is mimicking the sound that I guess bubbly drinks makes. You mean when you open up the can and it goes Shua. Yeah. Shua Shua. Hold on, let so me open they, this can of Coke. Yeah, they, they've also neutered Cheeto down to not even being in the main title. It's just Pepsi Shua Shua. And I, I, I guess I, in the descripting text, it tells you about how, yeah, it's Cheetos with everything you love about Cheetos minus everything you love about them. But they're downplaying yeah. the Cheeto brand. Yeah, they're downplaying like, Cheeto fuck brand. Fuck that. This ain't no Cheeto shit. This is Shua Shua. But you can't, looking at it, you're like, this it's, is fucking it's Cheetos. It's not a Cheeto. It's an edible snack that's... You know, related to Pepsi, but it's definitely not a Cheeto well, because there's built, no cheese factor. It's it's built on the Cheeto frame, the exactly. framework. It's got that framework. <laughs> che- everything you love about the Cheeto framework, that crunch, that consistency, that weird kind of tree knot looking. I'm not sure how to describe a Cheeto really to someone who's never. And not the soft ones. I'm talking about those hard Cheetos. Those crunchy Look, Alex, Cheetos. Real all Cheetos. I know is you can take the mattress off a bed frame and call it a boat, but it is not a boat. <laughs> that is a bed frame. <laughs> that is not a boat. <laughs> I okay. Many people Touché. were fooled. Many people were fooled in the 1930s because they didn't realize this. <laughs> a when boat? Were, no, it's not yeah. a boat. It was when a they were being led do. into Chicago death castles. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, my friend. I'd like to show you my new boat. So oh really? Wrote. And it doubles as a bed. How peculiar. How peculiar. Um, speaking of people being fooled, I don't know how I feel about this either. Um, we'll help you. Justin Bieber and Michael Jackson are collaborating on a new song called Slave to the Rhythm. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, first Ugh. of all, that's an unfortunate title. <laughs> yes. I, well, first of all, it's 2013. Michael Jackson has not been with us for a while now. For How are him and Justin time. Bieber collaborating on a music thing? Um, Justin, Justin Bieber is going to die and go to the Underverse. <laughs> yes, that's, yeah. I think that's what it is. <laughs> he has uh, discovered the Necromonger face. Oh, please. Please, Alex. We do that kind not. of language have that kind of language unless we put it in the right context. Now, a necromonger is a terrible oh. kind of person. <laughs> I am not a fan, but you you have to provide listeners with a context. Guys, yeah. it's an antiquated I, word. I am our label. I apologize. I, I don't want to hear anyone else on this podcast say that word. It's inappropriate. I feel that it can be used if it is appropriate. I, I don't, um, I, if you are not one, you should not be saying the word. All right. Uh, you know, agree to disagree. It's let's, their word. Let's talk about this insane... Death-like rattle from Michael Jackson. I love how the song is called "Slave to the Rhythm" because he was a slave to the rhythm. It killed yep. him. <laughs> the rhythm was in him so much so that it killed him. It was more the the rhythm of of, of disease, uh, of drugs, and uh, his arrhythmic heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, and uh, mental disorder, and uh... no, I understand. But he was driven to those extremes by the rhythm. Oh, the yeah. rhythm. Understand. 
People don't understand. Like, some people are in tune with it. Others are slaves to it. And some don't even realize it exists. Other Justin Bieber trivia that you might be interested in. Recently, oh. he got a tattoo of his mother's eye on his arm. And he surprised his grandmother on her birthday by appearing at her front door completely naked with a guitar over his cock. And he serenaded her. And there are oh. photos of this. He is completely bare ass like baby ass naked the boy doesn't have a single hair on his entire body and the grandmother is justifiably shocked in the photos yeah like why did oh, he do that to surprise his nana on her birthday like well, the ladies like seeing me naked nana. so i'll show grandma me naked i'll give yeah. a little look from behind the paparazzi following me they'll just be like oh snap 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 I, I, it looks to be, it looks as if he's in an apartment building as opposed to at the front door of a house. And I feel like someone with him took the photos. You think Selena was with him? Uh, you think they're so, just tooling around like a regular Cleopatra and Ant- Mark Antony? Are they still together, Miss Gomez and Mr. Bieber? I don't, I don't know. Who knows with those kids? Ms. But Gomez, that sounds like the kind of, uh, of capers and caprices that those two would uh, go up. Those, uh, is Justin Bieber just... Like, is he the new Mark Antony? No. I, I, just I, causing, just no, going not. around causing mischief with his girl. I will say that I am a fan of Selena Gomez's new Disney Channel show, Capers and Caprices. <laughs> <laughs> where she plays a wizard named Caprice. <laughs> is it a brother... spinoff of Wizards of Waverly Place? Yes, yes. No, it's a it's spinoff okay. of a spinoff. Yeah. That was a spinoff? I don't know. <laughs> I was just going to say, wait, wait a minute. I don't know a damn thing. I've completely checked out of this conversation. Uh, Tweets that Justin Bieber said about Slave to the Rhythm once the track was leaked. um, Just to make this clear, Slave to the Rhythm was a song Michael Jackson was planning on releasing before his death. He was working on another album with his tour. Okay. Um, And it was in the very rough stages. He just got some vocals down. It was kind of leaked-ish, like a rough track of it. So they're taking that and making, I guess... That's the foundation brother. Um, of this song. But Justin Bieber, once he started making the rounds, had this to say to people who were like, wait a minute, what? He tweeted, excited for what's to come. NJ set the bar, not only for music, but for being an entertainer and how you treat your fans. Wish he was here, Lipsies. And then yep. he tweeted, all of it is not always easy, but it is a blessing. All right? It's not we easy sh- to share your bare ass and cock to your Nana. No, but we can change the world. Uh- we can change the world. I'm up for the challenge. Big things ahead. Hashtag greatness. Hashtag grandma. Get ready. Hashtag love you. That's a real tweet in reference to the grandma incident, which is the name of my new novel that's coming out as a, as a Kindle single, The Grandma Incident. Jonathan, I love your... Uh, my series of Kindle, Kindle singles? Yes. Yep. The Grandma uh, Incident. You know, if Michael Jackson were with us today and he had not been a slave to the rhythm... It makes sense that clearly they would have had a collaboration. You mean fucked? Excuse me? You mean they would have fucked? No. I mean... Get that Jesus juice out? That that nighttime Jesus juice? Okay, my skin is crawling. You two have effectively horrified me, and you Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're just just chatting. We're just throwing out ideas. Oh, man. You two, you talk like a couple of filthy necromongers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now Alex is offended. Now Alex is on the flip side now. Oh, I'm not offended. I'm just a little bit... Can we please dial back the use of that word? Can we please dial back the time clock so we can go to a time where it wasn't so PC? (laughs) No. I have to walk around with a pair of clothespins on my lips because I'm just too afraid to open my mouth and say what I feel. Yeah. Is it laundry day? Good, because I need those clothespins for my lips. (laughs) 
Uh, but what I'm saying is, if Justin Bieber and Michael Jackson were <laughs> both alive, Justin Bieber's a ghost. <laughs> Clearly, they would have done a collaboration because that's just money in the bank. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, I was going to say something else about Bieber and how he's the worst and really creepy. Uh, he, I think what is creepy to me is that he really is kind of obsessed with taking off his shirt and just taking photos of himself for his fans but he's getting a little, I don't know, I don't understand, like, the age range of his fandom at this point. And he's getting into an age where it's kind of unsettling. Like, I'm finding my sexuality and I'm working out and I'm taking these fucking post-workout photos. It's like, we get it. You're not a kid anymore. But your, like, newfound manhood is really creepy, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when well, you I mean, show it off to your nana. Yeah, that's... Oh, mm. Justin! It'll be interesting to see how him and Michael Jackson pair up in this new single... But, I mean, he's an aging pop star that was capitalized on his youth, right? I mean, how much longer can you ride that? Well, that's a question. But, Alex, my question is, if the grandmother had a new pair of house shoes and then Justin Bieber came over to visit her, not naked, what what do you think she would say to Justin in reference to her new footwear? <laughs> She's very proud of them in this scenario that I'm painting for you. I, 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 I'm sure that Justin would be a gentleman and he'd knock on the door with some flowers and be like, hey, Grams, here's your, well, wait a minute, Grams, what's that? She's like, oh, hi, Justin. <laughs> Good morning. Thanks for visiting me on my birthday. <laughs> oh, did you notice my new house shoes? <laughs> Justin, why are you naked? <laughs> Nice, nice cock, Justin. <laughs> oh, now I know what I was going to say. Uh, Lady Gaga and Cher recently did a collaboration, but it was never meant to be released in the way that it leaked to the internet. So Cher got really pissed off because she claimed this wasn't the final version of the song. Here's the thing. The song is a piece of fucking garbage, and no matter how it was released, it was going to be a disaster. <laughs> Because it's Cher basically singing the entire song. I don't understand how Lady Gaga is involved at all because you never hear the woman sing a note. But it's called You're the Greatest Thing. And it's one of those shitty songs we have now where it's like obsessed with self-esteem. So it's just basically the entire thing is you're the greatest. No matter what people tell you, fuck those bullies. Everything about you is perfect. Never have a moment of self-introspection. You're perfect. (laughs) If people criticize you, they're awful. Even constructive criticism is bad. You are perfect. Whoa. I Lady Gaga got on that with that, what is it, that Born This Way album or whatever? Born This Way. Which is not a bad message-ish, as yeah. long as it's... But she's, like, going over the top with it. Like, every song now is, like... Well, she just came out with Applause, which is her brand new single, and that's a piece of fucking garbage that's just about how she's obsessed with praise and applause. And then Katy Perry came out with the song Roar, which is basically firework, but taking the word firework and rearranging the letter so that it spells roar. <laughs> <laughs> which I actually also heard, not to turn this into a uh, celebrity gossip. <laughs> no, that's that's what it is. And Brad has completely checked out. Absolutely. What? <laughs> Brad, I also you tell heard... us your thoughts on Katy Perry. <laughs> Nothing. I don't know if Brad has thoughts on I Katy Perry. Don't, no thoughts at all. <laughs> I, ever since she broke Russell Brand's heart, I I am no longer a fan. I mean, she's a very attractive woman, but nope. He told the media that she was boring in the sack. Now, straight boys, I'm gonna Brad. I'm gonna get you. This is something you can weigh in on. Katy Perry, eh? And by that I mean, eh? (laughs) 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 And by that, would you? Uh, eh? Of course, obviously. 
<laughs> done and know. done. I mean, I trust Russell Brand's opinion, and if he was the one to cut out, I'm like, eh. Well, I'm not saying, I don't, I don't say you set down roots. No, you don't have to marry Katy Perry. Well, no, no. Well, no, one, no one wants to marry Katy Perry. <laughs> No, not even John Mayer, who I think they're dating she's, now. She's no Nancy Newman. She's no Nancy. She just lacks... Nancy Newman, I don't know. now there's a lady. <laughs> now that is, that is a true lady, and a true uh, musical phenom. Listeners, Brad and Alex, before we started recording, were <laughs> rocking out to a woman I am not aware of, named Nancy Newman? Um, eagle-eye eagle eye listeners... <laughs> Uh, we'll remember um, two episodes ago, um, the end of the episode, we ended with a little song called Brand New Smile. Exactly, and that song, I had to email you, Brad, because I was like, what in good God's name is it's this It's amazing. Tune? It's um, a beautiful thing. I Basically, I came upon it by just Googling. Like I was looking for like New Smile, anything along those lines to throw at the end of the episode. Um, and I found it is the greatest song. Yeah, Serendipity it's, brought her and Brad together. Yes, we are in love now. Two ostensibly straight men love this for some reason. I, oh, well, Brad is like in love. Yeah. Love. I am just a fan. To, I am going to fuck Nancy Newman. But then would com- you marry her? Yes. And then yeah. fuck her every day, three times a day. Me and Nancy Newman just banging it out all three the time. Three square meals of Nancy <laughs> every <Jeez>. day. <laughs> I'm hungry. Check this brand new smile. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The, the video, guys. I put it in the Facebook group. You you have to look at like the, the unblinking, bizarre hand motions, uh, all the prints. Like oh, that was is, my main takeaway. I was like, so many prints on this woman. So many prints. She is. I mean, she's she's a she's a diamond in the rough. Uh, my favorite part of that track that you can hear on the on that episode is the audience who kind of tolerate her at best. Mm-hmm. They sort of have this reaction of oh oh oh, oh you're doing it. <laughs> Uh, this uh, this uh, is the part uh, where we where we applaud. You're done. Okay, great. Next, maybe next. Listen, silvery moons, caravans, and midnight rides. Midnight rides. Those are lyrics to this song. She so fucking good. loves the darkness. She loves stars. Mm-hmm. She's just enamored by long treks through the desert yes. with in a single file line. Being proud. Like that's what romance is to her. She's that's being what proud she of that wants. new smile. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, Nancy's my lady. I love her. Um, we will be together forever. <laughs> Nothing can break us apart. I'm glad you found that kind of love, friend. Well, you know, it's rare. It's rare. Nothing's gonna stop Brad now. <laughs> Silvery moons and something, something caravans. <laughs> well, you gotta memorize. Look at her all lyrics. the mist coming from my eyes. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. What's up with the mist coming from your I eyes? I don't know. I don't understand any of the song. She's, There's also a she's point. She's pain, is what she is. I. Yeah. I also love when she talks about um, him, the mm-hmm. smile, mm-hmm. chasing fireflies. Yeah. And that she's so happy that it's hers or he's mine. It really sounds like it's a song about an older woman that's like dating like a six-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking the hell out of it. And him. is happy for the first time because yeah. laughter's throughout it. Now either that could be maniacal laughter because it's ha 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 ha. <laughs> so I don't know if that's like ha 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 ha. And she just is having a hard time forcing that into the melody that this one man wrote. Or whether it's actually supposed to be like kind of have that duality of both happiness and, yeah. Maybe she's got a straight-up Mark Twain situation going she on. She could have a Mark Twain situation. Oh, no. Welcome to my aquarium club, little boys. Oh, uh, God. I've, it's her firefly club. I've decided to present you with this firefly brooch. What? What? I'm a six-year-old boy. Love that smile. <laughs> Is that mist coming from your eyes? I'm upset. 
How do you feel about silvery moons and caravans? <laughs> Why do you want to take me on a caravan, bitch? Oh, I love I'm caravans. I'm a seven-year-old. I don't understand. Mm, caravans. Mm. I also really uncomfortable, really uncomfortable when she knows. Like when she's like, and I know, and, and I, I know, know, and I 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 know. It's like, Nancy, chill out. What, That's what her you know? screaming at the defense attorney. I know. I know what I did. I know. Then I realize I'm going to prison because of a brand new smile. That sound is the sound Ultron makes when he decides to destroy humanity. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> humanity is doomed. Ha ha. Yeah, Love Nancy, it. she has a way with words. I Nancy. do not know why that one guy, that really, really talented musician, Seriously. who's the only person the audience really claps for during the entire yes. song, like after his solo, they're like, damn. What's up with Nancy and this dude? Yeah. It, the song, it's, it, the music is written by him, and lyrics by Nancy Newman. That's all her. And he's actually an accomplished musician. Like, me, is, and, me yeah. and Brad did some research. We'll be honest, we're a little bit Nancy groupies right now. Um, you know, when I Nancy first started fans. listening to the Noonan cast, I thought, can they possibly spend borderline 150 episodes out of this? Seems unfeasible. But they did, and that train oh. is still moving forward. Team Newman. We're looking to see what Nancy Newman. An mm. awkward advertisement. Those tour dates. Well, Jonathan, if she show, if she comes to Chicago, mm-hmm. Brad and I will be there in a heartbeat, and yeah. I hope you I hope you know that you'll be right beside us. We, we'll have a ticket for you. I just want you to make the awkward podcast ad for the Noonan Cast, where it's like it sounds bad. It's like, hello and welcome to the Noonan Cast. I'm Reggie. I'm Sarah. I'm David, <laughs> and I'm Bob, and we love Nancy Newman. Today's guest is Brad. Hey. <laughs> Brad's just creeped out by everyone on the cast. Hey, Brad. Yeah. Hey. Hey, listen, um, this is weird. I love Nancy Newman I do as much love as Nancy anyway. Newman. I love her! Not the as much every, as me. <laughs> All right, The Bob. end of every episode is them laughing like, and this is the Newman cast. Ha, 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 ha. Thinking about a brand new smile. Goodbye. <laughs> Good night. Good see you later, bud. Miss you. Bye. <laughs> Brad likes to end it by submitting a voice that's just... And... Mwah. And this is for Nancy. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, this is Brad. Just calling in my voicemail this week uh, for uh, Nancy Newman cast. I uh, just want to say, you know, I've just been listening. You know, every morning I get up, I listen to Brand New Smile. It really, really just sits, uh, man, it really brightens up my day and uh, yeah, it really keeps me going. So, guys out there, uh, just keep going with your Brand New Smiles. Go keep listening to the podcast. Thanks a lot. Bye. Get rid of those filthy necromuggers. <laughs> Hey! Brad, you said it, not me. You played I the voicemail. Do not! Do not! I would never say those words. Oh my goodness. I can also hear Brad like phoning in and being all like, <laughs> uh, Hey guys, this is Brad again. Uh, I'd also like to say that if you if you haven't heard Bernadette, Bernadette is just a really good, it's like her B-side. That's also a wonderful song from Nancy. Uh, Nancy, love you so much. Oh my God, Nancy, please uh, please make the tour. Come to Cincinnati, please. Mwah. Mwah. Nancy, if you're out there listening, I love you. I love you. Um, Bernadette, it's not as great as Brand New Smile, but it's still a great and respectful song. I don't know what it's about. I really enjoy it. <laughs> she really has. And this bitch is, she is fascinated by galaxies and stars and night. Because every song that she sings, those will appear at least five times. Yeah. Through the lyrics. The child had died. And children. She had gone to the afterlife in the moons and the nights. We have really, we have really gone down a Nancy rabbit hole that I did not think I, guys was going to I'm going to get up in all those Nancy rabbit holes. Going <laughs> <laughs> to get up in that Nancy Warren. Hello. Guys, yeah, Bernadette is a weird song. Mm. Me and Brad think it's about like some kind of Catholic myth. I, yeah, I think it's some kind of like uh, yeah, I think it's it some, like, real. superstition nonsense, what like Fatima bullshit. What are you talking about? 
But when, but at the beginning of the song, she's like, I remember the story of Bernadette as a child. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No what, clue. Who's Bernadette? Why are you singing this? <sighs> Take me back to Smiles, bitch. I don't Put me back on the caravan. Bernadette was an ancient god celebrated during the Cheeto and Frito dynasties. God, Pepsi's like the worst Coke. I mean, flavored. I, I called Pepsi Coke because I'm from the South. Right. My apologies. Because you're from the um, disgusting South. Hey, hey, hey. Would you like some Pepsi schwa-schwa? Would you like, would you like a handful of Pepsi schwa-schwas? Do you have Pepsi schwa-schwa? Careful, don't what? eat too many or your head will quite literally explode. Mm, science fact. Dude, if you drink Pepsi with Pepsi schwa-schwa, yeah, that's, Done. that's it. Goodbye. Boom. I, Goodbye. I hope it's you like, like waltzing with the devil because that's yeah. what that is. <laughs> It's pop rocks and soda, but to a new extreme. Brad, Alex, enough about how you want to pound that mound when it comes to Nancy Town. <laughs> I would never, I would never step in front of what Brad and Nancy have. That's right. You That's a pure not. love. I will, I will, I will, I will just, night. I will leer from afar and think about what could have been. <laughs> you will leer from afar. That's my brand new smile. Ugh. Yeah. Alex, do you want to watch us? Alex, do you want to watch us? <laughs> and then in Alex concert? says, yes. In a very wholesome way? No, yes. that's not what I mean. <laughs> You know, I, that's, that's what I mean, Jonathan. I won't have you pervert Nancy for us. Hey, you use the word leer <laughs> in the back. How can you not? Look at her in the Look second mezzanine. Prince. In the fucking second mezzanine, just going <laughs> <laughs> glittery moons and twinkle. T- I don't know what the rest of it is. <laughs> I like twinkle. We'll do a remix. Glittery stars and twinkle covered caravans. <laughs> ha 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 ha! Humanity is doomed. But enough about her. <laughs> Brad, Alex, you wanted to talk about the cinema, Hollywood, if you will. Oh, yes, guys, let's let's chat about the cinema really quick. Brad and I watched, we did a double feature last night. We did. Two bros hanging out the right way, <laughs> watching movies. Um, Just a couple of stiffies. Brad uh, rolled in to my apartment. Yeah, I rolled in about a half hour into Chronicles of Riddick. I have never seen any of these movies. Chronicles um, of Riddick. Now, what that is, is a film. <laughs> yes. That is a true film. <laughs> Truly. It is a Vin Diesel vehicle. It's the sequel to a movie called Pitch Black, which was more of a like a horror sci-fi movie likened to Aliens. Yeah, very claustrophobic. Yes, very much in the vein of Aliens. Uh, and let's hide the monsters from view. Let's have it be an ensemble that's picked off one by one. Now, Brad, yeah. Chronicles of Riddick is a very decidedly different film. So the half hour mark, what was the first thing you saw? Um, The first thing I saw was... um. I don't even I don't even know what the hell was happening. Like it was a I, I, I spent the rest of the movie not having a clue what the hell was going on. But what was happening on the screen? Was Judy Dench I, honestly, a ghost? I'm Did you Brad? come in for Judy Dench as a weird ghost spirit fl- smoke month thing? <laughs> Brad, the first thing Brad um, when you were consciously aware of what was happening on the television because uh-huh. we, we he came in we exchanged pleasantries we asked about each other's days you know things do do, and then he was looking at the screen he was like what the. F- and it was during the part where the city had already, or the planet had already been conquered uh, by these uh, space conquerors. Um, known as? Lovingly known as the Necromongers. Oh, please, please. Could we please not that language? Known. <laughs> uh, and they, they have this very weird religion that's basically an extension of Judeo-Christian. I mean, to the writers of this, as funny and ridiculous as the movie is, it does do some really fun stuff. Are neat things from a science fiction. Pro- so yeah, they just conquered, and they're they're laying down to these, or they're breaking it down to the people like, look, become one of us. Yeah, it's yeah. great. There, there was um there was a leader guy hat, was wearing a helmet with with extra faces on it. Yeah, that's Brad's first quote I think from about the movie was, why is that? What's up with all those faces? Why is he got a lot? Why, of, why do you have faces, faces on the side of your head? He, man? 
Stop. <laughs> yes. Is this a new He-Man? No, dude, trust. It's Chronicles of Riddick, but sit down just watch. Oh, a lot I of people it. wearing some ridiculous armor. Also, you should know that Alex constantly keeps his television with the motion flow on. Yeah. So everything looks extra ridiculous at all times. Oh, God. So it's basically a telenovela. You have that effect on your TV. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Uh, I love it. Oh, I hate it. Uh, that's the worst. How can you hate it? It's so... To it me, looks it, like a bad soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> I, but it, it does heighten some of like the more ridiculous elements of like the fact that their armor is clearly not metal. Oh, really? <laughs> and it bends. <laughs> oh, God. I, yeah. That's what I've heard about that. Yeah, if, if you watch older movies or any movie, really, like you basically at that point can see the pancake makeup. You can yeah. see anything and everything that it was constructed. Yeah, but one thing that you can't miss regardless are the hairstyles in this fucking movie. Oh, man, talk about fashion forward. (laughs) Everyone is competing to have the worst hair. It's it's a movie that's all about uh, bad hair and making worse choices. (laughs) So did you see Dame Sir Edna Judi Dench as a spectral smoke force? Yeah, as as a ghost lady. I believe they're called elementals in the movie. I think she's called ghost lady. Yeah, we referred to her as the ghost. Like, oh, there's a ghost! It's a smoke. The old-fashioned GL. She's just Ready a GL. Out. Well, <laughs> if the first movie Pitch Black is Alien, I think the second one is very uh, correspondent to uh, Dune. So, oh, definitely. Yeah, Dune yeah. has a very out, like out of this world, ridiculous fashion it's, sense and mythology. No, like the set, like one of those sets looks exactly like Dune. Oh, okay. Which is, yeah, that was a joke Brad made to me yeah. during the show, and then we saw a suspenser. Uh, yeah, or when he was like, oh, this is Dune. This is Dune. This is Dune. I saw the f- also, um, you can tell that part of Skyrim was definitely modeled on some locations. Because yeah. I was like, I have been to this place that they're at. In Skyrim, that the one prison <laughs> planet. The Triple Max Inferno yeah. Crematoria. To be fair, fan- we just watched this, by the way. Oh, okay. To be fair, fantasy tropes and visuals, I think, kind of like overlap so much so that it's basically like a 40-layer cake. So oh, I don't know yeah. if you can point to Chronicles of Riddick and say, oh, the creators of Skyrim clearly oh, ripped no. off this film. No, definitely. This really? was like very specific. Wow. They yeah. loved Riddick. I saw the film in the... Th- I remember seeing it in a theater uh, context, and then a couple years later I was like, I remember kind of being into that movie. I, I remember kind of liking how bizarre it was and mm-hmm. how different it was from the first film. Because I, I hate to say it, but they were trying. Like, they were trying to at least do something yeah. different. The problem with the third movie that's coming out uh, soon, uh, Riddick, which is just called Riddick, it, the problem with that is they're clearly afraid now, and they just want to remake the first one. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the sad part. I, I have read a little bit about it, as far as like where they're going to go with the plot, mm-hmm. which I will not spoil for Brad, because I know it may Please be his new not. favorite new uh, movie series, but... Um, I don't. That's gonna be interesting. What if Nancy made a song for the end credits of Riddick? Oh, that would be amazing. Glittering stars and evil yucky monsters. Hey, glowing <laughs> <laughs> eyes. I'm so happy that he's mine. There's that moment where Riddick. He's got those glowing eyes. There's that moment in the Riddick trailer when he breaks free, and in that moment he could go ha 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 ha. Yes. Perfect. So I, that's something else. Well, you were. Go ahead. I think you're about to say what I was about yeah, to say. Yeah, I love like all like his like one-liners are <laughs> the most bizarre. Mm-hmm. They're amazing because like it's like classic, but it's just like, hey, me. <laughs> it's, it's basically the gist of all of them. Hey, there's one thing you should worry about. <laughs> me. There's one speed, my speed. Well, in the first movie, there's a only way, my way. <laughs> speed Fuck to the highway. cruise control. Fucking yeah. necromongers. Hey. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Jonathan, 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 be sensitive. You don't know if they're listening. That's an antiquated term. Lee Daniels, the necromonger. Oh. <laughs> this is, 
Everything that you are and everything that we've become is because of that necromanga. <laughs> Oh, I don't like hearing it. Just a weird religion, dude. Like the underverse. Yeah. I love when they're because when Brad rolled in and we were talking about it, they were like selling this religion to the, yeah. these conquered people. Like, yeah, come on, you're gonna die, but you could live again we'll in this kill you. in the netherverse. And then they start dropping all kinds of like ridiculous like names for things that just sound horrible and yes. nightmarish. It's like in like the whole movie, it's like people are just like fighting each other, and I don't know why. It's like, guys, can you all work this out? First of all, this weird religious cult. If you all want to like go to this like afterlife and be dead, why are you conquering? other people. Just go and die and be in this afterworld. What are you doing? Why are you all fighting? And Riddick Let's barely has Riddick barely has any forward momentum in that story, I feel like. He's just sort of stuck in the middle of it. There's no reason for him to yeah. care or be motivated to take action. He's just sort of there. Which, yeah. is, which is part of the charm because it's Yeah, bonkers. he's just caught up in it. I, and he he's a fish out of that. water is what he is. Because <laughs> while, they're, while they're trying to convert this new planet, he rolls into that speech and they're like, like, on your knees, like, slave, he's like, look, dude, guys, I'm not with these people, I'm not one of these conquered folk, I'm just, I'm here to beat up that guy who killed my friend. I don't know if you know and me, he kills I'm Riddick, him. I'm the only thing you should be afraid of. Yeah. What? But God, the one-liners, just the weird oh, things people so say. In the first movie, there's that little girl, and then in the Chronicles of Riddick, she, she's inexplicably 24. Yeah. And she's, like, hot, and she might oh, be gorgeous. a romantic interest for Riddick? It's really mm-hmm. awkward and weird. <laughs> Also, I love, like, they're around ages. Like, they, we find out in Chronicles Riddick that he's 30 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there's this other guy that's in the prison. It's like, man, I've been here for 18 years. I've been, I was married. I can't even remember my wife's name. You are clearly younger than Vin Diesel, sir. When did you get married? <laughs> Prison's a hell of a system, man. You forget shit. Yeah, man. You forget Space. shit. Orange is the, the new black. ever present. Yeah. <laughs> Riddick is the new black. So wacky. I love I'm it. I'm the new black. Move out. <laughs> Just, like, yelling at Move. people. You don't like my food? I'm going to serve you a bloody tampon. N- n- neither of you, I guess, <laughs> have seen this TV Someone's series. Someone's watching Orange is the New Black. Yeah, I've, I've seen all of it. Okay. It's awesome. Good. Or entertaining, I should say. I don't know what awesome is the word I would use. Just a lot of scissoring. Just a lot of scissoring Just on that tons show. Of it. A lot Just of... tons of it. I would love to see Riddick on there. So a review for The Chronicles of Riddick brought to you by Ramjack on the cusp of the zeitgeist. Well, okay, we'll go, we'll go flash well, forward. Yeah, I was I was watching it because the new movie's coming out, and I, I was a fan of the old one because it's ridiculous. It's yeah, like yeah. Dune done correctly. The third yeah. film will clearly um, not I, reference the second one at all, right? I have oh, a feeling no. they will not reference it at all. Oh, I think at the beginning they will, but I won't want to get into any of like the spoilers on any of that, especially since the movie hasn't come out yet. But I will say this really quick. Something else that me and Brad constantly laughed at is that everyone in this movie wants to fuck Riddick. <laughs> yeah. There is so much, like, <laughs> yes. every, every line delivered, all the subtext is like... Fuck Riddick from everyone, everyone. That one, the, the, the animals. Yeah, the animals want to fuck Riddick. Everybody, everybody is gonna fuck Riddick. He's mysterious. Yeah. He's got those burning eyes, and you know he would rip you in half. Oh yeah, you'd have a good time. Ghost Judy Dench. She's gonna fuck Riddick. Yeah, and she's a ghost. Mm-hmm. Fuck my smoke vagina. My vagina that is made of smoke. The guy that walks out and dies in fire for no reason. He fucked Riddick. Oh well, he yeah, in his mind, yeah. in his heart. Well, Riddick is a big old gay. He's He's a big old gay. He loves topping those twinks. Loves topping those twinks. In that prison, in that crazy lava prison with like what the lava dogs or something? Yeah, you know he was fucking those twinks. It's an animal thing. What? Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, what um, is? Brad said it too. Um, the only movie where Vin Diesel has the best hair. Yes. So oh, no. Seriously, those hairstyles. Vin Diesel, the uh, the apparent voice of Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy, the new oh snap, the new Marvel film. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Because he posted a Facebook photo of Groot, and he was like pretty excited. <laughs> and I'm like, you nice. know, Groot only says the word Groot, right? <laughs> I'm just excited about Rocket Raccoon. 
because he's a raccoon and he's awesome. We still don't know who is voicing that character, bizarrely. Really awesome. Uh, so let's flash forward. The other film that you recently saw. Oh, boy. Well, we saw it right after Riddick. Like, yeah. It was a double feature. Uh, so you got we a science in. fiction nonsense marathon. That's yeah. really what oh, you yeah. got. And you could tell Brad was getting a little bit, you know, just like, eh, sci-fi. But even though the movie is not that great, Pacific Rim is what we watched right yeah. after. Well, Pacific Rim Chronicles is the exact movie that is not designed for Brad. Is that fair to say? It's all that special effects. Yeah. That is the most correct thing to say. It's all special yeah. effects that you could not give two shits about. None. And the characters are garbage. They're paper it's dolls terrible. that are just kind of waved in front of the camera. <laughs> it's like the worst movie. It's pretty fucking bad. Like, I, I cannot believe that it was that bad and people are like have talked about it ever. Alex, what were your thoughts walking out of the theater? Um, I was dazzled by the special effects. Was it a fun ride? <laughs> I would say that this movie in particular could be described as a fun ride. We had a conversation about watching it about fun rides. <laughs> you looked and at me and I was said, like, well, you know, this is a fun see, ride. I can see ride. how, for a popcorn kind of blockbuster, like, let's not think about it. For average Joes, I'm oh. sure they loved it. In fact, I've talked to many people who are like, man, that movie was fucking awesome. I can't wait for the sequel. What are they going to do? And I'm like, all right. Who cares all right. what they're going to do? I will give you that the special effects were amazing. In 3D... Um, in, was it 4K at the cinema? It looked gorgeous, and it looked very real, which I'm always waiting for that uncanny valley to kind of meet where our special effects take us out of that, and we're getting really close, and I love every time we just go rung up that ladder, and this movie does that. Like, it is fucking beautiful, but... Outside of that setting, the story's horrible. I mean, it's the same thing with Avatar. Avatar is not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, it gave us the Navi blues. I would Um, would argue Avatar is much worse than Pacific Rim, just because it's much more derivative. Avatar is directly offensive, whereas this is just shit. Well, it's laughable also, I think, Pacific oh. Rim. Not as funny in a Riddick way. I mean, Riddick is a superior film. Definitely. Chronicles, Chronicles Absolutely. of Riddick, not Riddick. <laughs> yeah, but the special effect, I mean, for the special effects alone, Pacific Rim, especially if you're a 3D animator or someone who loves sure. technology in that respect, you would love this movie. See it in 3D, see it in the highest resolution you can because it looks very real. And they do amazing things with lighting. A lot of people talked about how it was too dark, but that makes it, I mean, aesthetically on that front, top-notch, wonderful. But I, in all other respects, it's like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah, I, I, you, you I, ugh, just trying to talk about this movie is just difficult. People will throw the phrase at you, hey man, it's a movie about robots fighting monsters. What more do you want? That's Anything. unfair. That's unfair to say that to someone who didn't like the film because that is, it's, it just seems like a really cheap way to kind of shut down their opinion. Here's yeah. what I need. I need a movie that, okay, if it's going to just be about robots and monsters, it needs to have a better pace and needs to be more propulsive because that film is long. And there was a certain point where I thought, okay, guys, we fucking get it. Let's move this along. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Absolutely nothing happens in this movie. And that whole arc that the lead woman has in the film of, I want to pilot a robot. And then Idris Elba says, no, you're not going to pilot a robot. And I raised my hand and said, we've been having this debate for 45 minutes. We all know she's going to get in the cockpit of a robot. This is fucking ridiculous. Also, the fact they try to play out a mystery of like, oh my gosh, that guy like raised her. Oh, that's surprising. It's not it's a mystery not at all. And at not all. only that, they they have a flashback to show you that he was the guy, whereas there is already a built-in device in the movie to show you flashbacks. We have all these th- we have these things where we actually see their minds melding and we get to see their past, but they save the flashback yeah. 
for later. Generic I think male lead should know that about generic female lead. I can't remember their no. names. I don't know the actors. Those two. It doesn't matter. Those two lead all, characters and all, are all terrible. The, all the white people were the same person. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure it was just like three white dudes that were just the same guy. And then our our comedy hijinks. That that was for the most annoying thing for me. That from Charlie Day. Oh, fuck that shit. That yeah. and the red shoe stuff. When I first saw it, I was oh. like, meh, meh. Calm it down, Steven Spielberg. Good thing this is a beautiful. And that flashback feed. with Idris Elba coming out of the cockpit, and then the little girl seeing him for the first time. In this weird backlit sunrise shot, where mm-hmm. it's basically hinting that they are almost going to fuck when she grows up, it's 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 kind of hero, it's hero worship that borders on sexuality to me. I thought it was weird. kind of fucking creepy, actually. But my point is, in that flashback, why doesn't he look a day younger than he does in the present? When we it's when we cut back to him, he looks exactly the same. I'm like, that was 20 years ago. Yeah, it was easily. Um, we couldn't do any makeup the effects, man. Oh, I, oh, I don't know. I don't do. I mean, yeah. There's no explanation for there's it. There's nothing better than in, than a Hollywood film where where a character coughs or has a nosebleed, but then he hides it. Yeah. There's nothing better. Like I'm coughing right now, but I can't show that I'm weak. And the thing yeah, is, yeah, just pop an Altoid, you'll be fine. Exactly. It's like, you can do big. <laughs> you can do big, giant, stupid, super movies like this. Like Independence Day, as awful as it is. At least Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith are charismatic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And there's things in that movie that you can remember, like Jeff Goldblum making wild, like, assumptions out of things and, like, right. just, like, jumping things, like, microphones, uh, voices, sound waves. Oh, they're coming up through a dimensional portal yes. through the bottom of the ocean. We gotta, <laughs> exactly. we gotta go through. Independence Day what? actually has a good sense of pace. It's a long film, oh, but there's a lot of incident. You're never sitting there going, yeah. oh, boy, when are they going to get to the aliens? Because, first of all, the aliens are ever-present. And the plot is bananas. Pacific Rim needed yeah. to be bananas. I, it took itself a little too serious. It yeah, really it did. The thing that I'm sick of, I'm sick of these long action sequences that take up the last third of movies. This is the same shit that I had with the fucking Star Trek. I can't, like, I don't care. I do not care about these fucking visuals. Mm-hmm. I get that people are really into, oh my gosh, it looks so real. Fuck that. I don't give a fuck. It's boring. Brad, you and I like, had... It's got to be interesting. Make yeah. something interesting happen. Brad, you and I had that discussion a few episodes back about the fervor and the the controversy over all these summer blockbusters destroying major cities, and it's, it's a really gross spectacle, and I can't believe that we're indulging these filmmakers who destroy our beloved world, and how ridiculous that idea is. But uh, actually, I think when I saw Pacific Rim, maybe the trailer for this didn't show beforehand, but I've now seen the trailer for Thor The Dark World. So Mm -hmm. it's the Thor sequel. And I actually, for the first time, thought this really doesn't have anything to do with Pacific Rim. But in that trailer, they destroy an entire, like, I don't know. It looks like it's London, maybe. Like, they destroy, like, a London museum or something. And it's like this widespread destruction. And I, for the first time, I thought, you know, I am kind of tired of this shit. I think the reason this connects, the reason it made me think of this was you talking about those extended action sequences. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where after a while, it's like, yeah, I, I get it. We can do anything with imagery and special effects now to a yeah. point where, oh, my God, we've, all, we've almost somehow already fallen into a pattern and a trap of just doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Oh, well, they're trying to set, like, high, arbitrary high stakes. Like, oh, no, a whole city's in danger. It's like, who fucking... I was rooting for the kaiju, which are these giant robot... Not robot, but the giant monsters in Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, yeah, destroy it. Yeah, Level just it. take it down. Let them have a chance. Humans are stupid and dumb. How about the fact that and, when they went into the, like, underverse of Pacific Rim, <laughs> and yeah, we the, see the little aliens, they look exactly like the Independence Day aliens. 
aliens. Oh yeah, they are the independence day aliens as far I mean as far as aesthetics. And but like, they're also dumb because they see a giant robot come through and they're like, well, what's this? Yeah, they I'm don't do take it. up my little organic uh, protected they don't do a damn thing. thing. Just take a look at that. What is that weird thing? And uh, oh, yeah. I love how their plan was, oh, we're going to send a few scout monsters, but then we're just going to start sending everything we've got at them. And I'm like, you know, you could have just done that to begin with, and then there would have been no film. Like, if I have to sit there and I have these questions in my mind, we're in a bad situation. <laughs> and maybe that's my problem. Other people would say, Jonathan, that's your problem. You're spending too much time thinking about it. It's just a robot monster movie. But And well, I thought... If you're going to have a robot monster movie, why can't things be happening. Like, they're spending so much money to make this. Why can't they just make it not crap? Like, well, that's just... Just get a better screenplay. Just write yeah. a better screenplay with that's wittier, snappier dialogue. But I, I'm really... I don't know about you guys, but it, it's obvious there's some movies like... Okay, obviously, Chronicles of Riddick's a movie we can watch and enjoy because it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But when... I mean, some movies just don't hit that kind of bar of, I guess, a perfect mix of things. And I really wonder, like, who these movies are being made for? Like, who really does enjoy Pacific Rim? Who's like, man, that movie's fucking awesome. I know those people exist, but who are they? Like, why? The thing How is, can you... It's it's this whole, like, uh, we it's this fast-tracking, like, we gotta make this movie, we gotta make this movie, we gotta make these big action scenes, and, like, and the script is, like, there's, there's nothing happening with the script. They're rebuilding the script as they go along, changing things all the way because it doesn't matter because it's just about these giant scenes and no, there's nothing there it's so flimsy and you can't with you have a bad script you can't make something good it can't well, happen and to kind of answer your question alex pacific room seems to be trying to target so many different factions so it's if you're a godzilla fan if you are you know a gundam anime fan if you're a guillermo del toro fanboy we've got ron perlman over here and he you know he'll be some sort of comic relief but at the end of the day, because it's so splintered, I, I feel like they can't please anyone. Oh, yeah. They should have just had a more clear focus as to what they wanted to do. And just have, my, my main issue is just have interesting leads. Yeah. I, I can't do a, a bland, attractive guy who's got dead eyes and a woman who basically just sort of pouts through the whole film. I love how she's a strong woman, but she pouts through the whole fucking film. It's very uncomfortable. Like, it's so weirdly... And do they have a romantic connection? It's not. They don't go farther with it. If there is, they if there isn't, at one point when it's over. Oh yeah, they never kiss. No, like there's really no sexuality in the well, film at all. Well, they do link minds, Jonathan, and Ugh. that's a very intimate thing. Well, she catches dead. a peek of his body through the peephole, so I guess we're supposed yeah, to infer from she's that. A Brad and I refer to her a, as the peeper she's because a straight she's up constantly peeper. looking through she's that little. She's a straight up Tom. She's a straight up Tom. She's <laughs> just looking through that little I, peephole, trying to get a glance at that. Hot bod. I'm so sick of like fucking Hollywood save the cat <laughs> bullshit. Like I just want people to fucking like the only fucking thing you need to know to like fucking write a script is keep it interesting. That's what about so you're saying what about the character because you say save the cat that just makes me think of the fact that they differentiate one of the dudes by just giving him a bulldog. Yeah. Well, like oh he's like, the character with the bulldog. Oh, I'm like well, that's that not developing. Because they're trying to make you give a fuck about that character. Also, they had the guy's brother die in the first part of the movie, which never comes up, doesn't mean anything. It's just there so, hey, he lost somebody, so now you empathize with him. No, I don't. There's nothing happening. This it's is the, not a character. I thought they were dumb-dumbs. It's tired hero's journey. journey. Yeah, it's... Thing. Oh, no, it's worse. It's Save the Cat, which is a thousand times worse than Joseph Campbell. Ugh. Fuck that shit. But that reluctant hero stuff, we can just retire that forever because... 
to have someone come to the clear lead of a film and go, come on, help us. And he goes, no, never again. I'm sitting there going, yes, you will again. So let's yeah. let's speed up this process a yeah. bit. He should have been like, yeah, sure. I'm tired of building these walls, which is one of the lamest so, metaphors you've ever ugh, seen in a fucking film. So awful. And why would they ever build walls to keep giant monsters out? Are they just going to let them have the oceans? Like, yeah. how does that even work? <laughs> yeah, we kind of need the oceans. We're going to build walls and keep the giant monsters out. Oh, they can tear through them? Oh, no. How could we have guessed? I mean, it's not like... It's a wall. It, like, it's not even that thick of a wall. Well, and they defund the robot, the uh, Jager yes, program. the only thing that's been doing anything to... <laughs> Help and they anything. say, like, oh, no, that's not effective. These walls are our best bet. I'm like, that makes absolutely no sense. Well, that not that the robot work. thing makes a whole lot of sense. No. It's ridiculously stupid. But a robot can fight the monsters. A wall, you know what a wall can do? Be a wall. Yeah. <laughs> that's what a wall can I, do. I also don't like the weird assumption this movie makes that somehow, like, the human form is the best for fighting these monsters. Yeah. Um, it's clearly weird. not. Like, really, anything. How about we make a jaguar robot? Why is it a, why is it a person-shaped? Yeah, because the at the thing. end of the film, there's like this swimming monster yeah. who can move really quickly. And I'm sitting there going, I understand that they're evolving faster than they can keep up with them. And the monsters are becoming more evolutionary uh, and evolu- they're becoming more evolutionary. <laughs> that's Survival a, that's of the fittest in a test tube. Yeah, they're becoming more difficult to kill. I understand that. But yeah, the problem with the robots to begin with is that they're robots. They're going to be naturally a little stiff. Yeah. Oh, boy. Pacific Rim, won't you? <laughs> Guys, so don't do it. Don't so, do it, people. So I, dumb. I will say one of the things that I really liked about, I guess, the the creatures was that they weren't completely dumb. So that was okay, I guess, doing some of the action stuff because the creatures realized, oh, this thing's this head thing controls this, so it would just like go for the head. During a lot of like a lot of the robots or people got killed, which is interesting that Russia and was it China got killed first. Mm-hmm. Like their robots were destroyed. But the the beasts were like, all right, this thing's being controlled by the head. I'll just take out the head. Done. And see, those characters, I love how... Okay, so they made a big deal about how, what was it, the the Japanese, uh, uh, tri- the trio, the triplets? Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything. And I thought, that's kind of a fun idea, but they never talk. They don't have any sort of repartee. They could have been really cool and fun and slick and awesome. They don't get a single line of dialogue. Oh, no, no, they're just stereotypes. But we do... Uh, we do m- um, I guess attached to them as an audience because they play basketball. Like the, yeah. anytime we see that them, is their one thing. That's they their do. thing. It's like we're three brothers. We play basketball. Plus a robot has a third arm. Crazy. <sighs> Look at us. We're Chinese acrobats. And the Russians are yeah. very like cold. I will also give the film this as far as while I was trying to do like mass market appeal. This this film cleaned up overseas. Like outside of the U.S. market, people fucking love this film. Um, but it did try to kind of be more international. Um, but it still kind of, again, like the East kind of fell and like it was up to the Western characters like, um, I guess, Australia, uh, England, the United States, their robot and their team to kind of actually get things Ugh. done. And their analog robot, which yeah. is one of my favorite. Um, I laughed in the theater So when you that have happened. an EMP that like knocks out all of your electronics. Oh, don't worry. We've got an analog robot. We can still use the analog robot. The United States robot is built on American muscle, nuclear energy. Send us out. I know that we almost blew up the entire base because bitch was drifting. So is it a is red it a, shoes? Is it a steampunk nuclear robot? Because I'm pretty sure some electronics and that thing should be fried from that EMP. Nope, man. American muscle can't get fried. Oh, steampunk nuclear. What? Also, ro- fighting a robot. I don't think that's what you put a nuclear uh, power 
whatever the fuck on. It's I, it's <laughs> in a bad sitch. It's I in a bad sitch. That Brad also, while we were watching this movie, tried to think of better ways to destroy these monsters. You were like, wouldn't it make more sense to have like awesome jet fighters or something? Yeah. Anything. Really. Anything. Can we make a movie? I want the next summer blockbuster to be this kind of thing. Like, use these same old tropes, but like, go to the next level with it. Like, I want all type of movie genres to come together. Mm-hmm. Like, I want I want Fast and the Furious to meet uh, Pacific Rim. Yes. And in the nowhere, Ludacris rolls up when his, um, with Vin Diesel and them and their cars, and they try to fight the kaiju or something. Yes. Like, we got your back! And they're like, doing something, like tripping the kaiju, and they're like, Wah! and the monsters like fall on their face or something, all because they drifted and saved. At one point, I, was I want t- all the movies to come together. Let's just... I, I thought at one point, as opposed to like all these people working on building walls, it would be more effective if everyone just got a slingshot. Yeah, uh, build catapult. Anything to like attack <laughs> yeah. this thing. A wall is the stupidest thing. Oh, Fuck boy. this movie. I'm There's... sorry, Jonathan. I, I know... Oh, just... no. Oh, man. I, I just remember one of the dumbest moments for me was when... <laughs> So they're up in space because that flying kaiju has brought them into the fucking stratosphere of space. And the guy, the generic guy says, there's nothing left. We have no options. We're done. And she says, no, there is one more thing. And she hits the sword button. The giant sword button. And I thought to myself, aren't you two sharing like a consciousness right now? And how does he not know that the thing has a sword? And why does the thing have a sword? (laughs) It's not even the fact that it has a sword. I'm, I just don't understand why he doesn't realize right. they haven't used the sword. It's his old robot, right? Well, they were using a robot as a... I mean, they were using a... A, a, a boat. Sh- a as boat as a sword a earlier. Giant as opposed to using the sword oh, they already had. Which is what an actual weapon as opposed to a blunt object. And who built that sword? Like, uh, thousands of people just working like, Oh, we, we built the sword. <laughs> <laughs> we're on sword duty. That was the only thing in this movie that actually surprised me because everything else is like classic, like you can see from a mile away from a story standpoint. But when that monster stood up and was like, all right, wings, <laughs> I was like, what? This thing can fly? All right, well, I did not see that coming. All I right. think Alex had a fun ride, Brad. <laughs> I, it was it was interesting. I, that was the opposite of a fun ride. That was it awful. Is, it, it is cleaning up dough wise in in the in the nas- international markets. Well, we might get a Pacific Rim too. Oh, we are definitely it bombed here Rim in America. Too. It did terribly here. Good, yeah. uh, because it cost it cost like two hundred million dollars to make, and it barely made like ninety million dollars here or something like that. Oh, uh, but Hollywood is more and more relying. I've been reading about how it's relying more on international foreign markets like China and Japan because. They're, they just have bigger populations, and those movies do better over there. So, do I want a Pacific Rim 2? No. But we might get one, which is what is so insane about it. I want the writer and director of Chronicles of Riddick to do the next Pacific Rim movie. Done and done. That's what I want. Because he'll take it and make it something totally different, put Vin Diesel in it, it'll be great. And I think we're done about Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Oof. Brad, Alex, I know you're fans of that Nancy Noonan, is it? Her last name is... Newman? Newman? Newman. Newman. Nancy Newman. But I have a little lady in my life that I think you are familiar with. And she has been on an epic journey. I'm not even kidding. In my hands, I hold not one, not two, not three, but four Laura Wimsett columns that... It's a chronicle of her own Riddick journey. (laughs) It is truly Riddick. It is truly... (laughs) Yes, I was just going to repeat the joke. <laughs> truly, truly outrageous. Um, 
So I, I say that there are four. I'm not going to go into the, th- uh, the second one all that much because it just sort of reiterates uh, familiar points. Uh, but again, I say this all the time that I'm not going to say anything, that I'm not going to provide any commentary unless you two stop me. I have to do it this time because otherwise we would never get through this in a timely fashion. <laughs> so if you ever have an objection, make it known and then we will discuss. Otherwise, I will just I will be a dutiful reader. All right. She is so pretty. <laughs> and by that I mean, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I just got her face just looking at me just now. Oh, oh you can see it. There she is. Eeks. Wow, I, I've never seen her before. That was It's a delight. Okay, so her first column in this series is, uh, the headline is, Life is hands-off, only in French. Oh boy. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm not making any judgments at all. I'm just saying that's the way it is. I guess you could say my style of parenting could be defined as laissez-faire, although I'm betting only one-fourth of my kids could tell you what that means. Wow. Wow. (laughs) What a bitch. (laughs) Listen, um... (laughs) saying that I'm a shitty parent. I'm just sort of laissez-faire, you yeah. know? Whatever happens, happens. But my parent, my kids are so fucking stupid, they don't even know what that means. <laughs> For the other three-fourths, it's French, and it means roughly hands-off. Let them do as they will. Let it be. And no, I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, I just really? know. Come on, Laura. <laughs> I just know how to do it. <laughs> That's what I've done all these years since my kids have been grown. I don't meddle in their affairs. I mind my own business. I don't criticize. I sometimes ask questions, but because I am interested, not nosy. I try to be generous with praise and compliments when I approve of what my kids are doing, and the rest of the time I try to keep my horror or my doubts to myself and remember that life is filled with learning opportunities. Fuck you. Oh. My kids hardly ever ask for advice, so I hardly ever give it. Even then, my <laughs> guidance is usually limited to some variation of don't make m- any mistakes you can't outlive. I am a big believer in letting people be who and what they are, making their own choices, defining their own lives, and living with their own rewards, or consequences, as the case may be. Only <sighs> recently, however, has it occurred to me that my kids have also adopted this same policy. So when I told my kids I was making a return to the pilgrimage of El Camino de Santiago, that announcement stirred barely a ripple of acknowledgement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this family is a dead husk. Yeah, there may have been a couple of hazy, that's nice, or have fun replies, but nobody spun out of orbit. Nobody reminded me I'm not a kid anymore. Nobody got hysterical over the potential dangers of, over the potential dangers and downfalls of strapping on a backpack and taking off across a foreign horizon with no cell phone, no I anything, no E anything, not even a clock, a calendar, or a compass. What? Why would you go somewhere without a clock or a calendar I or a compass? That, well, I love that compass is involved in yeah. that. I mean, all right, fair enough. First, well, of, first of all, take a phone. Um, yeah, take a phone. Covered. Covered. Yeah. About all of those. We'll barely get an idea of what this pilgrimage is later when she talks about it. So maybe a tenant of it is you're not allowed to bring those things. Maybe it's supposed to be purely tech-free. I don't know. Lame. In 2013? No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Alex is like, I will be bringing my tablet device. Thank you very much. I will be playing Dots on a regular basis. <laughs> I updated my will, which is a big joke because nobody wants anything I've got, and reminded my daughter she has been selected to serve as executrix. I'm assuming this is the daughter that's constantly spoken of. Beth. Beth. Beth the bitch. Yeah, Beth is her 
Um, but also, why did the why did Will like? So she's going on this journey and maybe not sure about whether she'll come back, or she's trying yeah. to like she loves foster drama. a sense thing. Yeah, she loves she drama. Loves drama. She's just like, all right, kids, I'm going on this trip, and they're like, have fun. Yeah, good luck. And she's like, all right, well, I'm gonna raise the stakes. I'm also thinking about redoing my Will. Just and they're in like, case. All right, mom, just in whatever. case. Well, I think the point she's trying to make is I'm no spring chicken, so maybe she has this concern that, yeah, maybe I won't make it. Oh, and no. yeah, I she's, agree with you both. She's it's garnering drama. sympathy. Like, she's yeah. trying to get her kids involved in her life, and they just don't like her. She hates parenting, loves drama. Yeah, she is totally laissez faire, even though if she had to say it out loud, she couldn't pronounce Ugh. it to save her fucking life. Proud ignorance. I love that. I, I'm familiar with the phrase, I've seen it on paper, I read constantly, which Laura tells us all the time. She's a constant reader. Voracious. Tell, don't show. But she show. can't pronounce a simple French phrase. What'd you say? Tell, don't show. Tell, don't show. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So she says, I reminded my daughter she has been selected to serve as executrix. I'm trusting you to say, we're going to do it the way mom wanted, I told her. And she smiled grimly. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that, she replied in her characteristic, resolute tone, which is the reason I picked her in the first place. That and the fact that her brothers adore and fear her and will do what she tells them to do. Oh. As my day of departure drew near, I invented reasons to see or call each of my kids, each time cheerfully mentioning some variation of, the big day is almost here. All four of them responded with some vague variation of, oh yeah, when are you leaving again? What is this thing again? <laughs> I invited them to watch The Way, a movie about El Camino which is beautiful and meaningful and mostly accurate, except, I hope, for the part where the guy... Hold on. I'm going into the second part. Oh. The part where the guy falls off the mountain and dies. Ugh. That's at the very beginning, so for those who haven't yet seen this movie, please do. This information won't ruin your experience at all, and I hope it won't ruin mine. So she's afraid she's going to fall off a mountain, basically. Yeah. yeah. So as I write this three days before, quote, wheels up, never heard of that phrase, I am filled with anticipation and optimism and hardly any worry. My children are filled with oblivion and no worry at all. Laissez-faire. Let it be. Wow. Uh. So that's the first column. That's that's beautiful in the fact that she, I guess, is coming to the terms that her kids don't care about her, even though she's and her raising mortality. mistakes. Yeah. I love how she invented reasons to call them, Mom? Yeah. What, what do you need? Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, just calling. So, by the way, you know I'm leaving, right? <laughs> and the kids were like, yeah, when is that? <laughs> what are you fucking heading out again? Oh, so yeah. uh, this second column in the series is the one I'm not going to read uh, out loud. This, this, the headline for this one was, Ain't Nothing Gonna Break My Stride. <laughs> so essentially this column in summary was about her getting into her truck after work one day. And she turns on the radio and she hears that shitty song, Ain't Nothing Gonna Break My Stride. Ain't nothing gonna hold me down. Whoa, well, no. I've got to keep on moving. And she takes this as a good omen for her pilgrimage. Wow. Ugh. She also talks about how she keeps the windows to her truck rolled down. And she makes a joke about how if you want to steal all of the garbage in her truck, you can. But no one in their right mind would want anything she has. So again... We're seeing this idea of, I have nothing to give. Why is she keeping the windows rolled down in her truck? You know, uh, okay, so here, I'll just read this short paragraph. I was glad it wasn't raining because I had left <laughs> the windows down on my truck, mm-hmm. which I notice hardly anyone does anymore. Of course they don't. Bitch, people yeah. steal things. It doesn't matter. They can, if they want my trash, they can take it. How about your personal information on the um, title of your car? How about the truck? Yeah, how about the truck? Yeah. 
Maybe other people have more valuable items in their vehicles than I do. If you want to steal my poncho, a bag of wrappers and trash, a dog bowl, a water bottle, a leash, a set of greasy jumper cables, and or a highway atlas, help yourself. Can we go back to the bag of wrappers? What is that? What's her So wrapper? clearly this is her snack food dispensing, yeah. right? Like, I finished my Pepsi schwa I'm throwing the bag into my bag of trash. Wow. She's a big snacker. You can tell. Uh, yeah, but that's disgusting. The greasy yeah. jumper cables. I'm like, shouldn't those like maybe be in the back, in the bed of the truck or something? Why are your greasy, nasty jumper cables in the truck with How'd you? How'd they get so greasy? Yeah. What are you doing? Doesn't she mean oily, I guess? or like? Yeah, and why would oil be on? Oil cables. I mean, jumper cables. Guys, I don't know. That's the what second look, column. What is she There's doing? a reason why I'm not reading it out loud. Jumper cables. Brand, brand new smiles. <laughs> Brand new smiles. I think Laura's doing this for a brand new smile. Silvery moons and pair of and something something. Uh, uh, greasy jumper uh, cables uh, in my truck bed. Hey. Uh, uh, Thinking about uh, greasy uh, jumper uh. cables. Uh, so okay, so she goes on the pilgrimage in between the second and the third column. So when we come back, she's just returned from the pilgrimage. Oh, no. So the headline for this is trying to put the way into words. Only a few people knew I was going. Fewer still knew where and when, and nobody knew why. When I say <laughs> nobody, that includes myself. <laughs> then why are you going on this elaborate trip? As I've said before, Laura lives her life on the principle of I don't know. Well, she I just mean, sort of throws up her hands and goes, I don't know. We we can re or we can infer from the last two articles why she did it. I mean, it's not a mystery to any human being. She, went to she Spain wants attention. On a whim. She wants attention. That's it. I, I think she's done this many times before because I think in the first column she said, I'm returning to this pilgrimage. But she did it in her younger days, so now it's more of a challenge, maybe, because she's she again, she's no spring chicken. Uh, she says, when I say nobody, that includes myself. I knew that all along, and it didn't bother me because I was aware of the truth of El Camino, which is to say nobody understands why they are there. Of those who were aware of the trip, several contacted me afterward and expressed some variation of, tell me all about it. And because I was touched that they cared and that they were happy for me and my latest adventure, I, comp I complied by telling stories and showing photographs. To my relief, that seemed satisfactory. It's not that I don't want to say more to describe fully the experience and its reasons and revelations. It's just that I am only now beginning to learn them for myself. In the meantime, I tell stories. Stories about Henry, a skinny, mop-haired 19-year-old kid from Cambridge, agnostic until recently, Ugh. now alone on the Camino in his gap year before going off to study cello at university, confessing he was glad he had not brought his guitar along, curious to see a real hurdy-gurdy, experiencing his very first grace before meals along the way. Stories about Carol, who had recently retired and was smart enough to get off another treadmill. Two, trusting herself. This sentence is crazy. Yeah. Let me do this again. Stories about Carol, who had recently retired and was smart enough to get off another treadmill too. Trusting herself to know what she could do and serene enough to be satisfied with whatever that might be. Ugh. Crazy sentence. Crazy sentence. Did her and Henry fuck? Laura? She seems to be she's Henry, cougaring after Henry. I mean, there's Henry no, is the most detailed description. Yeah, she's gave on that brand new smile. Yeah, Henry. She showed him a real hurdy gurdy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nobody wants to see that hurdy gurdy. I don't know what a hurdy gurdy is, and I don't want to fucking know. No, poor Henry. Stories about a pilgrim who was stronger than anyone might have guessed, especially <laughs> in the ways that matter most. Oh. So she fucked the mountain man. <laughs> Laura's getting some action on these back trails. 
Stories about cheery blonde Kalen, the Scottish Capitan, tall, dark, handsome, clear-eyed Tim. The, okay, okay, there are semicolons, so these are separate people. Mm-hmm. Stories about cheery blonde Kalen, the Scottish Capitan, semicolon, tall, dark, handsome, clear-eyed Tim, whose strong fingers closed gently over the rock I pressed into his hand. Um, what? And what? a snarling woman who would rather sit in the dusty road than to share a bench in the shade. Wow. So is this is this the fuck trail? Like, is this... I don't Christians know, man. Christian's going this just to get lucky. She fucked the mountain man who's stronger than anyone might have guessed, especially the ways that matter most. He was pushing that rope on her. He was pushing that rope. <laughs> I was what about the Capitan, who is, like, from the <laughs> Scottish captain? The Scottish Capitan. And Tim. I, Tim. Yeah, Tim is a Tim. looker. Tim. Clear-eyed, Tim. gorgeous mm. Tim. Just Tall, knows how to dark, hold a rock. Swarthy, you know? olive skinned. I was almost intimidated by his power. Yeah, show, once but... you go necromonger, you never oh, go. Oh, please. Oh, inappropriate. Stories about the whistling man who drew <laughs> elaborate designs with colored markers at a small table under a tree, inviting weary pilgrims to refresh themselves with cubes of cool melon and cups of juice. Why didn't they call him right the coloring there. man or the juice man? Why the whistling man? Because he whistled. Because he whistled, my friend. That was his hallmark. But he also gave you... I, Melon Man is alliteration, at least. I, He's Mac from Mac and Me. <laughs> Mac, is that you? <laughs> Stories about an unlikely pilgrim wearing red hot pants and big earrings that looked like they should get tangled in the long curly hair that tumbled over her shoulders. Hmm. A pilgrim with a fondness for the fancy coffees that come in little bitty cups that remind me of tea sets and communion. A pilgrim not afraid to travel alone, who didn't hesitate to make clear that she was never alone. That's all one person, I think. I, I, there are no semicolons. It's all commas. Gross. So I think that's one woman that she wanted to fuck. Oh, there's a lot of, um, especially that one girl who had, like, the hoop earrings and the hot pants, which I oh, guess yeah. maybe was that woman. It, um, no, that's that whole paragraph when she's talking about the fancy coffees that she loved in her little bitty cups and how she was never alone. That's all one woman. Laura is learning a lot of things about herself. Her vagina. Um, maybe maybe over in Spain, uh, she's beginning to realize, well, wait a minute, maybe I'm not as heteronormative as I thought I was. Who is this cascading hair over those earrings and those hot pants? The, Brad, the, I, I think you had a thought just now. The gross privilege the going on in this, like the yeah, whole world is thing. It's like, oh, this is such a treacherous thing. It's not a treacherous thing. There's tons of people who go do this all the time. You're, you're like, oh, I'm going off on this. Oh, I better have to check my will. I it just could be a real. No, you're going to walk around, bitch. Yeah. You're gonna go I walk mean, around sake, outside. I know That's it's not danger. I know it's r- roughing it compared to like the Western. I mean, she's not in her uh, windows down truck. And she's not got her snacks, so that's going to be Ain't rough for her. I'm sure there's no air conditioning. No, she's probably going right. to go stay at some of these pilgrims' hostels. Yeah, um, I mean it's a it's a common the, thing. The dot the common routes, providing overnight accommodations for pilgrims. Um, blah, yeah. blah blah blah. I mean, there's no way this have, was a tough. Experience. Yeah, it's going to be harsh hardships like uh, having to wait for the shower, maybe yeah. not having a f- ten minutes of hot water, maybe only five, and like oh, I don't know if I can. Oh. Maybe like, you, like, got a sunburn. Like, maybe yeah. you didn't apply enough lotion at regular intervals well, and you got a sunburn. The real thing to worry about is her bringing the inappropriate shoes for such a hike. Um, because Seriously. she's from a Western thing and be like, oh, no. Well, hey, you know, she's a horse lady. She's She lived on a farm. She knows what it means to rough it. I'm sure that she understands what kind of footwear she needs for El Camino del, de but Santiago. You know what she doesn't understand? All these new feelings for captains. 
all these Henry. like weird stirrings in her about these gorgeous women with just cascading hair and hot pants. I mean, that, yeah, that fall over their shoulders in waves, just beautiful ugh. ginger waves. And like, what about Henry? You know he's privileged because he's going to go study cello at univer at university. Oh, he's not also, state college, university. Also, a, f a recently former agnostic until yes, he learned who about is so the grateful. and the Laura, wonderful things that it could bring. Laura, please teach me about grace before meals. Laura, lay me down in your tent and show me the ways of an older woman. Hey, Laura Wimsett, um, you want to rough it? Um, why don't you come out to the streets of Newport? <laughs> I'll take you on a tour. Go to an urban area and just live on the streets. See what happens. It's one thing to tell stories about the night the astrophysicist in the next bunk shook me awake at 4 a.m., whispering, come outside, your last chance. And we looked up in the dark silence at the Compostela, the field of stars. It's one thing even to mention the shooting stars, or to say something dumb about being able to see through the wind. <laughs> or to say I followed his pointing finger to see Vega and the swan Cygnus, the Northern Cross. She see all this through the wind? She through the see wind, through the wind? Through the wind, through Have the gentle touch of Have you ever looked through the wind? <laughs> Silvery moons and <laughs> I mean, she's living this song. She's living the dream, my friend. It's quite another to try to put into words the dawning of an idea that not only did everything work out for the best, but that in fact, everything was exactly as it should be. The best of all possible possibilities. And how this relates to the question of what happens if you throw a rock into a swimming pool. The answer is not what you think. It's a lot, maybe too much, but I keep thinking about it, and I feel myself drawing closer to, if not an answer, which I still don't know, but is probably not what I think, oh but boy. instead, and best of all, an acceptance. That is the way. Fuck you. Only the privileged would say that this reality that we're living in is the best of all possible possibilities. What? I, I just, I can't believe that that's what she walked away with. Yeah. That somehow this world that she lives in, because it benefits her and because she's not experiencing any real trauma, this clearly is the way it's supposed to be. Oh, how wonderful this revelation I've had. What's the? I still don't understand the revelation. I, I don't get it. What the hell is she saying? Why is she um, forcing a revelation? Well, yeah, the, um, the revelation is, I feel, that there's no statement, like there's no answer that you can read from a page. It's just that, hey, stop looking for an answer. The way that it is, is just perfect. Just look through the wind at the stars, the, the swans, the vegas. Well, there's not, a, there's not a problem or question to answer. I mean, exactly. Like, I in don't... a meaningless universe, we create meaning. So, I mean, she's doing what she, I guess, does as an animal, but fuck. Ugh. What is this about? Oh my god. I I love I, I think we should talk just for a second about the snarling woman. If you remember yeah. me mentioning her very quickly. <laughs> is she the one that sat in the middle of the road? Danielle not wanting shade. Danielle, we're all sitting out on the bench under the tree. Do you want to sit with us? No. I would not want to sit with Laura Wimsett. No. Mm. Well, I don't know, would you? Never. Apparently she is charming. All these dudes a dude woke her up in the middle of the night and is like, last chance. Last chance. Last chance. Last it makes chance me wonder about the astrophysicists. Like, I mean, in a world, on a trail where you have young, wide-eyed Henry. Yeah, and here's my gorgeous, question to you and gorgeous Tim. Brad and Alex, of, of the people she mentioned, who do you think you would connect with on the way? See, my question is, because we're, we're only hearing this through Laura Wimsett's eyes, um, and my question is, is everyone as insufferable as she is? Because I think it is a possibility. 
Because they're going on this stupid-ass pilgrimage. Henry sounds like he's annoying. Henry's talking about how he's yeah. glad he didn't bring his guitar, mm-hmm. which, great story, Henry. And he's yeah, going to Cello he... University, uh, CU as I call it. <laughs> uh, Henry's a very privileged youth, um, backpacking with mom and daddy's money. There's, there's Carol who just retired and she just got off another treadmill. What a bizarre metaphor for her to throw in. I just got Hell's off the up, treadmill man. of my job, and I'm about to get off another treadmill. You can't be on two treadmills at once. It's impossible. This metaphor is terrible. <laughs> terrible. What? Uh, yeah. Why is there a Scottish Capitan? See, Scottish Capitan is the dude I want to hang with. I want to know his what's what's up, Scottish Capitan. Or, See, yeah. or what about the mountain man who's stronger in every way that's possible, including the ways you wouldn't expect? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't get no interest in that. I, I, I'm kind of interested in the mystery, mm-hmm. because I don't know what... Stronger than I would expect means, but... Well, there's a love quadrangle here because she's got the very strong pilgrim. There's Kaylin, the Scottish Capitan, and Tim, who is, uh, whose strong fingers close gently over the rock that she pressed into his hand. Gross. And then there's also Henry. So there are four men that she is like, I'd sit on that dick. I'm not married. My husband, my ex-husband's a piece of shit who rips up my garden whenever he comes over. I'm going to sit on some dick, and then maybe I'll make out with that woman in the red hot pants. What, whatever happened to the astrophysicist? Why isn't he in the... I, I think I think love. she wasn't into him. Maybe he was into her, but it seems like the details she provides are pretty clinical. I think maybe she was into all of these dudes, but the only one she she hooked up with was the astrophysicist. Oh, and that's a him. good... That's actually a very realistic... If, yeah, if she was fucking anybody, I completely agree. She probably sat on the astrophysicist's face. I love... Yeah. And I love how he's an astrophysicist, and he's the one that's like, Hey, come look at the stars. Like, is that really his field of study? I guess it could be. I don't know. Hey, look at Vega. Isn't that gorgeous? Hey, look at that Northern Cross. Hey, check out this Northern Cross. (laughs) This sounds like the worst. Well, okay. I can't imagine a a worse way to spend time. It sounds like a bad Tom Robbins novel. If either of you have ever read a Tom Robbins book, I like him as a writer, but he writes about like uh, hippies and like people like on the road in like bad vans and they're eating like. These are the people like, oh, they met a whistling man who had a bird in his hair. And <laughs> they ate quail eggs under a mountain. <laughs> this might, I don't know how. I'm getting really tired of like indie films and the fact that they do a lot of privileged journey stories. Yeah. Like what Laura just went on. And the fact that like, oh, you know, I, I'm white, I'm rich, but I just don't feel right in life. So I'm going to do this crazy road trip or journey, and then I'm going to get back to basics and figure out who I am. It's like, fuck those people. I mean, this yeah, was get her... Get shit together. This was her eat, pray, love. Yeah, uh, this is, yeah. This was her eat, pray, love. Uh, now, this is not the end of the story. This is the end of the story, my friends. Oh. We got one last column here, and the headline is, It's my stuff, and I like it. So once again, we're going to be talking about the will. She's returned from her pilgrimage, and yet again, she still has thoughts about mortality. Who's getting what? So. Oh, she didn't leave it all to Henry. That young boy. Who oh. Just, oh, that young, lithe boy. Beth is not going to like that. She should leave it to us. We're giving her columns more air <laughs> than any people on the fucking planet. She, yeah, well, she, she should leave everything to Jonathan. Yes. To me. Yes, that makes the sense. Man, the man who tried to figure her out more than anyone. Yeah. I, sat, I was the first person to sit on her face who was under the age of 30. So she <laughs> needs to leave her shit to me. So oh, she should leave it to Claire, her sixth... <laughs> on Twitter follower. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. We should talk about how she is technically on Twitter, but it's clear that she stopped having yeah. fun with it years and years ago. Uh, but it is clearly her because her six tweets could not be more evocative of Laura Wimson. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is how this one starts. 
Is this your will? I turned around to see what my son was talking about. As usual, he had asked a question for which the answer is obvious. I <laughs> sighed. You I know exactly which son this is. The same one that called her and asked her what the difference between... What was oh, the yeah. thing he called? Thinking and feeling, about? was it? Yeah. Oh. Mom, what's thinking and feeling? Or was he the guy that said, Hey, Mom, how do you make chili? Same dude. Hi. Same dude. Hi, Mom. Well, she is has three will? boys. <laughs> is this Will? Is this your Will? I'm glad that yes. I confirmed through these comments that she does have four children, ultimately. Three of which yeah, are Yeah, I thought she only boys. had three. Okay, so she says, I sighed. What does it say in big letters at the top, I asked. Timmy wasn't even listening. So this is Timmy we're talking about. He was busily flipping pages. What are you leaving me? I shrugged. Remember when I sent out that text message a couple of months ago asking you kids what you want? Larry Joe said he didn't want anything. And Luke said he wanted whatever he could sell on eBay. Beth said she wants my cookie sheet, the shiny one that's not warped. But she must have forgotten that she's already carried it off. You never answered me at all. <laughs> First of all, this is not what she said out loud. I love how, like, yeah. this is so written. There's just such a sense yeah. in this quote of hers that's so constructed. Uh, so she says, you never answered me at all. Timmy laughed. I did too answer. I asked if you were dying. And when you said no time soon, I didn't think there was any big hurry to figure this out. Her wow. again. Whatever. You can take your chances after I'm gone. Just tell Beth. She's my executrix. <laughs> Why is she in charge was the next thing he wanted to know. Because she's the only one I can trust to stay in this zip code instead of roaming all over the place like my vagabond sons, I replied. But mostly because I know she'll do what I want done. By now he had gotten to the part where I had listed some pretty specific wishes. I see what you mean, he said. But where's... Oh, here it is. He read in silence for a moment, then snorted. <laughs> Rover? What the heck is Rover? Rover is that stuffed dog on the top shelf of my bedroom closet, I told him. My dad bought him for me at a Salvation Army thrift store in Buffalo. I sneaked him into the packing barrel when we moved to Kentucky. He was the only toy I brought with me. You guys want to uh, say so anything about that at well, all? Well, I, I could take it back to a few paragraphs ago because... What's this? What's Tim? Is this kid's name? Timmy. Timmy is the son. Timmy is the only person of the only child she has that maybe actually cares about her. Because Beth is a fucking bitch and just wants a cookie sheet, which she stole already. Right. Um, her other one wants to just sell everything. The other one's like, "Fuck you, mom! I don't need a goddamn thing." You right. say Timmy's the only one who's no. with Laura right now, Alex, like actually asking about her. Alex, uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, he is not. <laughs> Is he not? Because he's also there, like, asking her questions. He's like, um, I did respond to your message with, hey, wait, are you dying? Like, actually concerned about her. Trust ish. me. By the end of this uh, column, you will realize that all of her children are horrific assholes. Okay. Well, then I, I misspeak. I, then let's, let's yeah, continue let's, on. Let's go, let's go back to the grammar destruction of sneaked in Rover to the barrel, packing barrel, first I of all. I love packing things in barrels. <laughs> A packing barrel. Was this the Oregon Trail? Yeah, man. Like, really? Like, Rover did, I mean, Rover didn't almost make it. He, the oldie packing barrel. I sneaked him into the packing barrel. No one says that. No. Yeah. No one says sneaked. No. I get the idea that they, like, packed a barrel, threw it in the river, and then they went down to Louisville or wherever <laughs> they're at. And then, like, someone is like, did my barrel arrive? And See, like, oh, yeah, here I, it is. I just imagine it's, like, 1930 steamships. Like, the Marx Brothers are, like, hiding in a pickle barrel <laughs> next to her, like, belongings. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, you, Brad, you remember, uh, oh, uh, I read this to both of you, the Easter column where she talked about coming to Owensboro yeah. for the first time. So they went to, they, I, that must have been the same trip, right? In the late 60s? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A packing barrel? It just doesn't make any fucking sense. No. She's trying to come off folksy and whimsy. And you know what? Even if you did have a fucking packing barrel, I, I just don't understand. 
I don't buy that she said that out loud at all. Uh, that's no, just my no, issue. No, definitely not. So this is what Timmy says in response. So you're leaving me that ratty 50-year-old stuffed dog and... Uh, what? Your collection of photographs of headstones from Elmwood Cemetery? <laughs> How specific? Like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? It's a good question. It's not an unfair question. It really question. is. She yeah. says, if you don't want it, offer it to your brothers and or sister, I replied stiffly. Perhaps they will have a more sentimental attitude toward their dearly departed mother. Let's take what? a break for a moment. Why should anyone <laughs> give a fuck about your, like, random tchotchkes? Her collection of tombstone photos. <laughs> photos that she took to a developer at a store and had developed. What are you going to... Why would anyone want that? Like, she, no, she, if, if she would thing. at least explain, like... Are these old relatives? They have, why they have, like, meaning to her. Are they ancestors or are they just headstones? Oh. But it's weird. I think she was just taking a picture of neat headstones. Like, yeah, there's that many of them. But once there's a collection. Yeah. But once again, Timmy wasn't listening. He was roaring with laughter. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't wait until you die. And I see Larry Joe's face when he hears he's getting that old plastic Christmas tree star. Oh, and Luke's going to be real excited when he finds out he gets the black velvet paintings of Hoss and Joe Cartwright. <laughs> Yes! Oh boy, what kind of a will is this anyway? <laughs> Good question. That's a... I'm with him. I, I steamed in silence as Timmy continued to read. Okay, finally, something that's worth something. So, Briley, who we know is her granddaughter, who put the angel up the roof, we all remember Briley. <laughs> put that angel up the roof! So, Briley gets your high school class ring. And Lila gets your necklace, huh? Okay, but what if someone else has a baby? I'll add a PS, I told him. Timmy was still reading. Wait, here's something I wouldn't mind having. That big green chair in the living room. Too bad, I said. I've already left that to Bobby. Yeah, but I'm your son. He's just your son-in-law. We remember Bobby. He's Beth's husband. Mm -hmm. Beth, Bobby, and Briley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He says, yeah, but I'm your son. He's just your son-in-law. <laughs> Tough. But there's still lots of stuff that isn't spoken for. You can have my guitar, by the way, since since you're the one who only since you're the only one who plays i play left-handed he reminded me but it was my turn to ignore him do you want my john denver cd's i went on or that lamp with the stained glass shade that looks like an autumn tree or the raccoon tail timmy shuddered he shuddered he went <laughs> face it mom you don't have anything anyone wants Except maybe that chair, which you should leave to me. Fine, I said, taking the sheaf of papers from his hands and putting it back on the desk. Let me know if you change your mind about the CDs. He won't. Or the guitar. He won't. In the meantime, I'll continue to enjoy my stuff. It might not look like much to you, but it's my stuff, and I like it. Timmy smiled at me, but his voice was serious as he replied, Okay, here's something I want. I want you to enjoy your stuff for a long time. <sighs> So he spent that entire column mocking his mother to her face, saying, Hey, Mom, your will's a joke. Your shit is shit. Hey, but I hope you live a long time, you sack of crap. <laughs> but at the same time, like, the, she is giving them these weird tchotchkes that, like, have, like, it seems like only vague emotional connection to her other than the fact that it is her stuff. And it's stuff right. that I don't know why she would presume someone would want. Because unless you have a connection to that emotional connection she has, these are useless pieces of crap. Seriously. Well, she's assuming that her children will just be overly sentimental and that 
will be enough. But that's that's not how things work. You can't no, force sentimentality. They work. No. This was left to me by my mother, so I care about it. No, that's not how it works. Or to give your high school class ring to your granddaughter. It's just so random. Why not? I don't know. Why not try to set aside some money for your grandchildren? Like a will should just mainly be about you know what you have of value. Does she not have any money? Does she not have any I mean, investments? Like not. what's going on? I mean, like when my grandmother died, like she left like um basically like a listing of like like the big item like big furniture items and things um sure but it was just like you know the big items like hey this needs to go here um let brad have his furniture which didn't work out assholes but it was just like the broad strokes and then like um right after a funeral like everybody came over and there was like a really just gross evening of people like going through like the the old hope cedar chest and then like picking uh-huh. out what they wanted and it was it was gross. That's disturbing. Me and my cousin, like me and a couple of my cousins, like just went to the kitchen and hung out. We're like, you know what? This is gross. We're just gonna hang out here and talk and not be a part of this like grab for stuff. It sounds like a weird scavenge, it like was, a, just a weird vulture gross, scavenge. But I, I I still I think the gross scavenge is a better than like setting out every specific item. Like there were a couple yeah. of things that I specifically wanted, like um the sign from my grandfather's shed, like that okay. actually had meaning to me. But it's like. And my furniture. I would have liked to have my furniture, but but it's I, I just don't. It's so weird. All of this is I, I've never understood that um, having gone to many funerals and actually overheard conversations about what people are getting. Mm-hmm. Like who fucking cares? Yeah. Like um, okay, it's like someone's dead. I, I I think now after hearing this and giving some thought, I'm gonna liquidate all of my assets well before. It's assuming that I live mm-hmm. a normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, cause no one wants all of my little knickknacks or right. things. It's like, yeah. fuck that. Sell it all and give them money and be like, hey, maybe a few things like my yearbooks or whatever, cause that could be funny for someone like exactly. when uh, Ram Jack Show Three, like my grandkids are doing that. And right, it's right. just like, yeah, let's let's look at what my. Oh, that would be hilarious though to read someone's like high school annual, like what oh, people wrote man-sies. in them. Okay, now I want my grandparents' high school annual so I can do that. Yeah. But those things are things that I would want. Like, I yeah. want my parents, maybe their old books or something. But I wouldn't, I mean, here's okay. the Christmas tree on top of the, like, yeah. my Roth. I mean, those things are all right, I guess. But my high school ring, who cares? There's it's gold. Sell it. My, I, I, my grandmother's quilts, that sign from my grandfather's shed. Um, when my mother dies, there are, like, a handful of, like, Christmas ornaments that I have sentimental attachment to. Mm-hmm. And that's like I like, but like, would you want like the random shit? Like, yeah. if my mother was like, by the way, would you like my cookbook collection? No, no. Yeah, you what you do don't you... have to break it down into literally every yeah. object. Is it like the John Denver CDs? That's what blows my mind. Yeah, it's like Laura. They're John Denver CDs. They have been mass produced ad nauseum. Exactly. To leave them to someone is just strange. It's, it's You're putting she's value so into fucking nothing. arrogant. What happens to all this stuff though? Because her family's not Beth is gonna be like trash at all like Beth will yeah. go through and find all the things that she needs to for money and then trash it sounds it like, goes to the landfill yeah. yeah cause the way she paints Beth especially in that first Christmas column that I read it just seems like I don't know Laura does in her own very shitty passive aggressive way she goes out of a way to make her kids seem pretty harsh yeah and pretty blunt, like they don't give a fuck about her. And so what makes her think Beth is going to be this trusted executrix That's that is going weird. to do yeah. things by the book? The, she, <laughs> the picture she paints is clearly not a reality. And it really makes that, me wonder, not at all. do her kids like read these columns? Do they know what she's putting out there? They, they have do. to. I mean, they who, have who's to. to say that they didn't become more cold after they started reading these columns and no. the mother's classic passive-aggressive bullshit? I, it's weird because she obviously doesn't really care about Timmy. 
Um, because no. even though Timmy is like nagging her about this stuff, mm -hmm. she's just like, Timmy, shut the fuck up. You're the slow one. I hate answering your questions. I'm not a mother to you. It doesn't matter. Or an adult, really. And I love that he's like, friend. hey, there's this the one chair that I would actually like to have and could use. I Can I have chair, it? No, you can't have it. I'm giving it to someone else. I bet the chair does have more sentimental value than we're thinking. And I still hold that Timmy may be the only person in the family that maybe cares about her. Because mm -hmm. even though this is gentle kind uh, of like ribbing of just like, mom, no one wants your trash. That is something that can, it's either cloaked like obvious sarcasm or he really is trying to be like, Mom, no one wants this. Oh. Maybe you should just chill out. I just want you to live a long time. That's all I want. I want that chair because you rocked me in it when we were kids. It's the only time I ever felt like you loved me. Yeah. <laughs> After that, it's always been about you and Beth and this weird power struggle. Why does well, the family fear Beth? That's another thing that I want yeah. to know because that came up. That's come up maybe a few times in columns, but specifically this one is like... Well, it sounds like she is, according to Laura at least, my sense of Beth is that she is mean. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. she's pretty, like, harsh. Yeah. And so in Laura's mind, she's like, oh, my daughter's a real fucking bitch. She'll make sure that this happens smoothly. I think now, Beth there is are a lot the of bitch questions Laura I, wanted to be yeah. and just doesn't have the courage. Ugh. But there are questions that I have. Okay, so there's a toy, like this old toy from your childhood. It's this little stuffed dog. That would go to the grandchild, right? You would think, so they could use it. You would it, think. Maybe. A high school class ring would go to one of your own kids. That just seems to make more sense to me. My big question is, what about all the books she claims to have? Why are the books never brought up? Oh, library. Donate them to a library. Because she claims that her house is overflowing with right. tomes of beautiful literature, and she can't can't stop reading. Including the, the American Pickers book. <laughs> oh, yeah, the American Pickers book, which is in her stuff to do with my grandkids section. Yeah, nobody my grandgirls, I should say. Nobody. Uh, Okay, so the the picture that she's painted over all of these columns is I feel like when they were when they were small children, Laura had these three sons and a daughter, and she talks about how organized she was. Like she would always put the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in their shoebox and the Barbies in her shoebox, and it seems like she was really anal retentive mm -hmm. and probably a little bit too hands on. So now her attitude is laissez faire, or as she would pronounce it, laissez faire, and <laughs> now she just she pretends like. Like she doesn't want to be involved at all. But my thinking is she probably is a nagger. She probably Oh please, please, uh, Jonathan, that Dude. word. I not a <laughs> You get out of my diner. I will not serve a group of wild necromongers. <laughs> I but but Laura said Laura is a very hard to read. I mean, she's easy to read, but yeah. But through all these articles, yeah, she can say that she wants to be kind of like a. Um, I'm sure she would actually call it like a lazifer, like because she <laughs> doesn't know how to pronounce anything. A lazy um, and doesn't fair. care. Proudful ignorance on the lazy affair. Um, but because <laughs> that she had on her pilgrimage. But the those first three articles had. about the pilgrimage are about her trying to get her kids interested in the fact that she's leaving. Hey, yeah. I might die soon. Hey, I'm going on this dangerous trip to Spain. Someone love me. Someone pay attention. And they're just and like, in Mom, her mind, shut up. no one cares. No one fucking yeah. cares. Laura, no one, no one cares. Yeah. No and one. They, they can't because you won't That's let the them. Lesson. Because the only people the who worst. care are the people on this podcast. <laughs> we are we are deconstructing four, four <laughs> articles. We we know more. I, we've taken more time to learn about her and her situation with Beth and Timmy than anyone in her immediate like social circle has ever done. And I think we're worse for it. I, maybe, <laughs> but I would hope that at some point in her revised will, she's just like, and I would like to leave Ramjack something, and I would like to leave the, the young man Jonathan. 
everything. Like Jonathan gets everything. He knows me. He knows me better than anyone. I'm her. I'm her fifth child. Let's review the characters for the future. Her children: Beth, Larry, Joe, Luke, and Wait, Timmy. Wait, Larry, Joe. Fuck. Like. Larry Joe. He didn't want anything, if you remember. Yeah. He didn't yeah, want a goddamn thing. You gave me two names, Mom, so that's all you ever needed did, did to give me. Did you name me after a fucking character on Bonanza? <laughs> you Bonanza-obsessed oh. whore. How can we not talk a little bit more about those black velvet paintings of Joe Cartwright, which, if you remember, she loved Joe Cartwright as yeah. a kid. And who is Hoss? That's, also that's his older brother, yeah. yeah. His older, dumb brother. In what? In that show that they oh, were Oh, yeah, on? definitely, dude. That's a nightmare. She has a black velvet painting of these two characters. Yeah. From what TV show? I completely forget. Laura, I would have to say that if you're going to ask the greater Ramjack audience what we would like from your collection, how about I would love those Bonanza velvet um, Bonanza, paintings, Bonanza. mainly because my mother loved Bonanza as a child, and I could give those to her and then rename Laura, them. if you could leave me instructions on how to have a lazy affair, <laughs> then I would love to know the ways of your sexual prowess. She got so much accent in Spain. So she got much so much accent. Accent. <laughs> that's what she called it. It's a French word. Guys, that's all I have for Laura Wimsett this time around. That's a fucking heaping helping of yeah, Laura dude. Wimsett. Thank you. That was I, she blindsided me with that. Where will she go from here? Like, that is, that's like a whole season of a television show. Are these recent articles or did these happen years ago? No, no, no. These are all recent. Like, I'm wow. holding them in my hand. Like, they're pretty much, they're back to back to back to back. So this is very much a chronicle of her arc that she experienced. What if she passes away? She's not elderly, but what if she passed away in a tragic accident? Oh, no. Would, would they work. have a memorial column for her written by someone else? We'd have a memorial written podcast. Jonathan, you should write the memorial column. Oh, my God. It would Send be it so in. bizarre. It would be like it would be 50% pure actual sentiment and 50% nasty snark. And then at the end, as I'm recording it with you, I would be crying. <laughs> we would... We, when Laura passes, whenever that may be, we will do a memorial podcast. I mean, think, I think that's set. Let's Maybe. hope that she can enjoy her ratty ass stuffed dog, her Haas paintings, uh, her green armchair, her John Denver CDs, and her guitar for as long as possible. Yes, I, I think. I've yeah. been searching, trying to find Bonanza Black Velvet paintings. I haven't found any except like one uh, clearly ironic comedy painting. Which Maybe someone awesome. made it for her personally. I, a uh, local. Like I would. She went to the Lazy Fair. And there she found an artist making black velvet paintings. I, like, honestly, th that series of columns really made, made me go from being amused by Laura Wimsett to hating her. Mm -hmm. I hate her. I hate her. I'm gonna murder her. Brad, Alex, I am pleased to announce that after quite a bit of retooling, your favorite game show is back and better than ever. Yay! Awesome! What was once known as Sky Mall Secret Santa is now back for sweep season, and it's been rebranded as Sky Mall Scramble. Awesome. I'm, I, I'm, so is it, is it a different game now, or is it, is it played differently? There are largely the rules have remained the same, but there are more prizes, there are more gifts to fight over, okay. there are extra rules if certain things go down, more Ooh. twists, more capers and caprices, if you will. Ooh. So keep that in mind as we move forward. So well, we now, got, Tyler, I have mm -hmm. a question. Um, yes? Now, are one of the rule changes... Now, this time when we play the game, are you going to give us the answers in advance like last time? Give you the answers in advance? No, 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 no. This time you... <laughs> Asshole. Uh, no, because I don't think, Jonathan, you realized the last time we played, you showed us the answers while we were playing the game. Are you... 
That's not true. Yes, it is. Yes. Jonathan, me and Brad looked at each other and we're like, is this for real? Because Wait, Jonathan, what did I do? We, what happened? Okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you where you missed up. <laughs> this is a scandal, and this is exactly why the show had to be retooled and rebranded as Sky Moss Grandma. Me, me and Brad pulled it off pretty well, especially the drama at the end, which was all fabricated, by the way, for the sake of the show. Because Jonathan, I would we would ask questions like, well, "What does that look like?" Or like, I we would be like, "That's a, I don't believe that." And you would hold up pictures of what the item was, and on the picture sometimes it would tell us in words or a. <laughs> Like what it was, yeah. So we knew it was marked with W S, aka whole shebang, or J K, Joey Cucamonga, and we knew exactly what they were when you brought it up. I have to say to that, you two are horrible people. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, Jonathan. I just re-listened to that episode so I could get a, a, a better idea of how the game worked previously. And while you two are very good actors, you two are horrible people at the same time. How <laughs> oh, is that horrible? I didn't want to blow up your spot. I was like, we've done so much. Right. I don't. And Jonathan loves this, and I love this. I don't want to. No, it's fine. The illusion. It's fine. We're starting fresh. I'm not going to show you a goddamn thing this time. <laughs> but around. I want to see the pictures. No. Just not the answers. Yeah, just don't show us the answers. I don't. Okay, so here's the thing. This time around, I was smart, and I wrote what gift is what. On a post-it note, and so they're not marked on the actual Sky Mall clippings nice, that I have nice. here. So that shouldn't happen again. And you two are horrible people. <laughs> How does that make us horrible? I don't... This is a scandal akin to the quiz show scandal of the 1950s. <laughs> the whole industry has to be removed from top to bottom and started fresh. <laughs> Hence, Sky Mall Scramble. Are you two ready to play? I cannot fucking wait. Absolutely. Now, uh, to review, if, you, if you're a new listener and you weren't around for Sky Mall Secret Santa, this is how the game is played. One of our players will have a gift drawn from this bag of Sky Mall treasures. These are clippings from the most recent edition of the Sky Mall airline catalog. Now, when I draw a gift from the bag, that player has a few options at his disposal. He can choose to keep the gift for himself, give the gift to the other player. They can agree the two players to toss the gift entirely. I will reiterate. To choose to toss a gift is a decision that is made by both players, and it is irreversible. Once it's in the trash can, it's gone forever. You can also decide if you like what is in the other player's pile, the gift that you just drew, you can trade that for something the other player has. And you can also, here's a huge part of the game, there is what is known as the share slot. One gift at a time can be shared between the two players. Now, if you want to change that gift at any point in time, both players have to agree, all right, we're switching out the shared gift, we're putting this in there now, and uh, we're going to move on from there. You boys understand? You remember all the rules of SkyMoss Scramble? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay, all right. Now, what you have to keep in mind as I draw these gifts is that, we mentioned this before, <laughs> one, of the, one of the gifts has been marked as the whole shebang gift. This is the gift that I, John Pernasek, would love to have for myself. So keep that in mind as I draw the gifts. Now, if at the end of the game, the whole shebang gift is in your pile, that means that you walk home with every gift that's been drawn and $2,000 in SkyMall bucks. That's right, gentlemen. $2,000 in SkyMall bucks. Big time. Now, can't wait. if that gift is in the share slot at the end of the game, each player goes home with a complete set of gifts and $1,000 in SkyMall bucks each. So mm. there is a benefit to sharing. There's a strategy in cooperation. Or you could be cutthroat. Mm. 
what, what did you say? The old prisoner's dilemma. Do I go for the glory myself or do I help my fellow friend and let's both get a grand apiece? Yes, that old phrase, <laughs> the prisoner's dilemma. <laughs> That I've never heard of in my life. Now, okay. What? It's a thing. It's a classic study. Yeah. I've never heard we of it. We talked about it on the last show, but it's fine. It's... All right, fine. Uh, so that's the whole shebang. Uh, that's the gift that I secretly want. The flip side of that coin is the Joey Cucamonga gift. The Joey Cucamonga gift is the gift that I feel is the stupidest in the entire pile. If you wind up at the end of that game with the Joey Cucamonga in your pile, you walk home with nothing. If the Joey Cucamonga gift is in the shared slot, both players go home with nothing. And lose a thousand. <laughs> and they have to pay a thousand dollars. They're stuck with the Sky Mall bill, and Jonathan gets everything. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. There are no, there are no such <laughs> backhanded schemes. Oh, I would refuse to play if that was the, if that was the thing. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, who of you will be going first during this uh, new edition of Sky Mall Scramble? Let's see. Um, I'm cool with Brad going first. If sure, I'll go. I first. think I think Brad went first the the, the last oh, time we played wow, this. So you should go first this time. All right. Well, then I'll, I'll I'll like to go first. All right. I am drawing the first gift, and uh, let's see what we have here. Oh, okay, Alex. This is what you have. Now you have to choose what you do with this gift. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about it now. It's called the Day of the Week Clock. Here's the, here's the description. This is the patented wall clock that at a glance answers the query, what day is it? Providing a simple, gentle alternative to noisy alarms, the clock reminds those with unrestricted schedules of commitments. The interior of the clock face is divided into seven pie-shaped sections, each labeled with a day of the week. As the hour and minute hands track the time, a continuously moving red hand indicates the current day. Solid oak frame requires one AA battery. Retail price, $49.95. Now, Alex, at this point, you can keep the gift, you can give it to Brad, or Brad and Alex, you can decide to toss it entirely. I'll remind you that you really should only choose to throw away a gift if you think it's the Joey Cucamonga. So keep that in mind. Don't just throw it in the trash can willy-nilly. Alex, I leave it to you. Part of me really thinks this could be the Joey Cucamonga right off the bat. Could be. Because this is the most ridiculous clock or time piece I've ever had described to me. A question. If something's in your pile, can you decide at a later point to trash it? Uh, Yes. At any point you can decide, hey, let's maybe throw away that gift. I don't know if I made that uh, distinction. That question never came up the first time we played this, but I think it's reasonable to say that you could. Sure. How big is the clock? Uh, that's a very good question, and Sky Mall tells us. It's uh, 11 and 3 fourths inch in diameter by, not inches, that wouldn't make any sense. It's well, 11 and 3 quarters in diameter by, I don't know how to read this at all. I know it's two and a half pounds. <laughs> that's, I know that it's much. It's solid wood, so 11 inches is less than a foot. Like, that's, that's a pretty small clock, unless it's 11 feet, and that would be crazy. And that makes no sense, yeah. Well, I think I'd be more down if it was 11 feet, like if it was huge, like a giant, like it would take up my entire wall. Mm-hmm. Like, if that was the case, then I would immediately grab this, snag it up. For $49, that's a steal. I think it's just like a little thing that sits on your desk. I think it's a little desk, yeah, it's probably no, a it's, desk No, I clock. think it is a wall clock. Yeah, it says here oh. that it is a wall clock. It's mounted. So keep um, that in mind. So Alex, what do you want to do? I think I'm going to hold on to it for now. Okay. All yeah. right, we're putting um, the, the day of the week wall clock in Alex's pile. $50 so, uh, value, right? Forty nine ninety five. Yes. Yeah, so if you want to round up and say that it's, <laughs> I, I love how last time Alex was <laughs> very about, keen. It's all about crunching the numbers. He's like, oh, is this good value for money? That's yeah, my yeah, question. Yeah. Brad, it is now your turn. Uh, right. Now remember, now that Alex has a gift, you can choose to uh, trade at any right. time as right. we draw. I don't know why I'm making such a big deal out of drawing at random. Here we go. <laughs> I was like, my hand was frantically moving around the bag. Ah. Like this was. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, Brad. I have just pulled the eye grow. As it is advertised, get thicker, fuller looking hair in weeks, guaranteed. I'm gonna show this to you. It is a space helmet. <laughs> Alex, look at this. Please look up from your math tabulations and look at this. It is a space helmet. Okay. From the film Tron, basically, uh -huh. that has like LCD lights in the interior of the helmet. Here's the description. The iGrow uses the same technology pioneered by Apira Science, the worldwide leader in clinic-based laser hair rejuvenation systems. Until now, these systems have been sold exclusively to doctors and hair specialists for use in hair clinics around the globe. Now you can realize the benefits of the world's most advanced laser hair rejuvenation system from the comfort of your own home. Wow. Out of the clinic and into your home. Convenient, effective, affordable, full scalp coverage. No manual movement or repositioning required. Programmed for men and women. 51 diode, proprietary dual light laser LED design. Built-in iPod MP3 interface. High quality headphones. Whoa. Six month money back guarantee. You can do it, according to this, you can do it while you're working at your laptop or, you know, reading. <laughs> And the, the, uh, oh, the, it is $695. Damn. Amazing. Oh, and there's a remote. I know you, I, if I held this up, you couldn't see it, but there's a remote that actually has photos of different pattern baldness. So you click the picture that you are <laughs> like, oh, this is what I look like. Helmet. This is what I look like. Fix it. Wow. What's, what's the name of this one more time? I want to get it the proper the, name down. It is the iGrow. Wow. And the O in iGrow looks kind of like the Napster logo, except without the cat eyes. Nice. <laughs> really weird. It's really fucking weird. See, the thing about this is that it's always a question of, is it, is it, is, are you going to find it ironically wonderful enough to want to have it? Right. Or just so terrible <laughs> that it has to go. It's such a fine line. Well, because for me, this is like, already, I'm going to say this is like top tier shit. Yeah. Um, well, it's got that crazy LED light design, Brad. How could you not like I know. This? It's a helmet with lights and headphones. Because lasers are clearly going to help. Yeah. I, that makes no... Like, the thing is just ridiculous. I, uh, I Stimulate hair follicle growth through laser? I, I feel this could be my downfall, but I gotta keep this. It's you too gotta keep wacky. It? Can I ask what color the lasers are? Uh, they look to be red because... Oh, just like low-level laser shit? Like the yeah, lamest like here, laser here we can again. make? As you can see, like it just—it's giving off this weird ambient red light mm -hmm. and such and such. Does the check mark mean that, that it's the—it's the winner? <laughs> oh no 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 no! I, I wrote down as I was looking through the Sky Mall catalog. Okay. I was coming to Chicago from New York <laughs> during this trip, and I just with a marker later on after I took it from the plane. Okay. Th the check marks just meant I'm gonna cut that out later. Just just gonna make sure. Just yeah. The see. check marks mean the check marks just mean this is a gift that will be in the game. All right. All right. I so, Brad, love, you're going to keep this helmet. Yes. I love the idea of someone beside you looking at you going through uh, <laughs> this and yep. just, like, laughing to yourself and just, like, checking things. And I, I'm whispering to myself, Skyball, scramble. <laughs> or also just, like, oh, boy. And just, like, just random commentary. So, Alex, Brad's keeping that helmet. I gotta Brad's keep got it. that helmet. Gotta Brad's got it. the eye six, And an almost $700 value. That's a good investment. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put that on my dome. I just drew your next uh, gift, so think about what you're going to do with this little fella. His name is Winbot, and he is potentially your new best friend. Winbot, the window cleaning robot. What? Yep. I, I clipped out, I only clipped out the description because it was basically a full page ad, but just imagine a Roomba that basically attaches to your windows. And here's the description. We're in favor of anything that makes household chores easier. Introducing Winbot, the world's only window cleaning robot that can clean glass of any thickness, even thermopane. 
Now you can clean wow. your tall or hard to reach windows inside and out, glass doors, mirrors, and more with just the touch of a button. Trade in your old cleaning tools. Winbot has them all. Cleaning spray, built-in squeegee, cleaning and drying pads, remote control, and an extension cord for tall windows. Say goodbye to old-fashioned window washing and let Winbot do the work! A retail value, get this, $399.99. Oh, I will now, Alex, Brad, no, uh, I'm telling you, I really want this for me. Alex really wants it. Keep in mind, you got to be on the lookout for the whole shebang and the Joey Cucamonga viewers at home. What do you think? What's going on? Are these two using enough strategy? Are they trying to screw each other over? Oh, the drama of Sky Mall Scramble. I'm sorry, guys. I really did just see stars in my eyes um, because the concept of having a robot that cleans windows is awesome. Here's my question is how horrible it would be, or not horrible, but like, is it like a Spider-Man? Like, can it like swing from window to window? Obviously, we, for 300 bucks, you're not paying for that tech. Well, it works on, it on an extension a cord system. So I think ultimately it is Ooh. plugged in. It's not as cool as they think it is. Because if you have to have an extension cord for tall windows, then that means what? So on on lower level windows, would it still need to be plugged in or can it actually operate? I mean, it does have a remote control, so I guess it, yeah, in that regard, it's kind of confusing how the technology works, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'd be worried that it would fall pretty easily with all this window cleaning Also, uh, by the time you set it up on the window and then you have to move it to the next window when it's done. You could have washed your damn window. Yeah. So here's the thing. Also keep in mind the share slot and the toss slot, if you guys want to share WinBot, you can. If you want to throw them away, uh, I, no, I think I, I think he's kind of cute. I think he's kind of cute. But that's um, just me. Do you have a host. picture of him? Like, can I see WinBot? I, I don't. I only cut out the description because it was a full-page ad, and I wanted to be able to draw it from the bag. So again, just imagine like kind of a pancake-shaped, like Roomba-esque disc that sort of just I think moves about your windows and cleans them in the process. Nice. I'm afraid um, I can't provide you a Wally representation. As of right now, I will I will say that I want this for myself, but we will see. Okay, all right. Uh, we're gonna, so Winbot. Alex, you have the day of the week clock and the Winbot. Brad, you have the I grow helmet. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're drawing Brad's next gift here, ladies all and right, gentlemen. All right, no all right. Cucamongas, no Cucamongas, no Cucamongas. Okay, Brad, this is the first example of what I like to call a combo gift. You're getting oh. two gifts in one, okay? <laughs> Potentially, <laughs> if you wish to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what you're getting, uh, you're, you're not only getting the I love you more Mobius necklace, but with that, you could be walking home with the I love you, I love you more throw blanket. So oh. let, me, let me describe these items to you. Let's start with the necklace. I love you. I love you more. Start reading and you'll return to where you began. A gift of never-ending love, an engraved Mobius strip pendant created by a single magical twist, hangs from a matching cable chain. One inch in diameter pendant, 18 inch chain, made in the USA. Story card included. Retail price, $59.95. So basically, if you want to take a look, Brad, it is a, a, a necklace wow. that twists and it just keeps saying, I love you, I love you more, I love you, I love you more. <laughs> now, the throw rug is basically the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. It says, it's an argument no one minds having. I love you, I love you more. Repeated over and over on a woven throw, perfect for cuddling under together for reading time or nap time. Natural on red, 100% cotton, 50 by 60 inches in diameter, machine wash imported retail price, Sixty nine ninety five, Brad. 
Wow. So this is a combo gift. You got to decide what you want to do with them collectively. Right. What was what was the retail of the necklace? The necklace was fifty nine ninety five. Oh, so sixty. Okay. <laughs> I can hear the gears moving. In Alex has said. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Alex seems really interested. I'd really like to trade trade this to Alex for that robot. Nope. <laughs> oh, that's... I actually just looked up on my tablet a picture As of Winbot. I. And Winbot, I I'm more and more. I, I love it. Okay, but you realize what Brad just decided, right? Brad, is that your decision? Yes, that is my decision. Okay, so congratulations, Alex. You've just inherited the necklace and the throw rug. And Brad, you now have the Winbot. Now, oh, no, I should I have... I did not this. agree to this. I did not agree to this. You Too don't bad. have to agree with this. Now, oh. I should have pointed this out in initially explaining the rules of the game. Uh, keep in mind, guys, that you can only trade twice. Okay. Each player can only do a trade move twice. So, Alex, right. if you want that robot back... You can, you can get it back, but you know, don't get trade happy. You can only do it twice. I'm going to be using my trade strategically, Jonathan. But yes, thank you. <laughs> How dare you get condescending with me? <laughs> I'll be using mine to throw Alex off his game. Uh, Alex, I just drew uh, your next potential gift. It is the wait. Hold up, I'm still calculating the oh total price. God, of <laughs> Alex, the necklace. Fucking kill me. The num- I promise you, the numbers aren't going to matter. The numbers. Well, it matters to me, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Alex me. has a disorder that he is dealing with, Brad. Just making sure. I, was <laughs> I just gotta make sure. <laughs> are, are you done? I am done. Great, because you got a brand new gift, my friend, and you gotta decide what you're gonna do with it. Okay. I've got all the tech. <laughs> I love that nothing has been shared. You two, the first time we played this game, you two were share happy, you two uh-huh. were toss happy, but this time there's nothing in either slot. Listeners at home, are, are they making the right decisions? Sky Mouse Scramble, hashtag. Alex, this is your latest gift. The never give up necklace. Let's let's look at this. Never, never, never give up. Touch this necklace when life gets you down or a challenge seems too great. Pendant is engraved on the back with Winston Churchill, who said these words to his fellow Brits during World War II and inspired a nation to hang in there. Three quarters inch sterling silver pendant arrives on an 18 inch sterling chain. Retail price, $49.95. That's an expensive ass necklace. Now, yeah. and it does say never, never, never nice. give up. Hey, Winston, you're being a little redundant. Maybe just say never give up. Alex, you got a nice collection of, of pendants and necklaces and throw rugs. You got you clocks. Got your... You could open up your own flea market. <laughs> and um, Laura Williams so would never go to give it. Up. And it's just sterling silver. Yeah, it's a it's a sterling silver pendant on a sterling chain. Can I see the image one more time? You can. It's right I just want to see never, never. Oh, but it's like all. It's made to look a little worn, like it's yeah, a pebble type, drawn from a riverbed. The type isn't centered, which is also kind of gross. It's circle. Does that mean it's a winner? Uh, no, a circle is just another thing of like, all I want to choose so this far. gift. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, what do you want to do with this, Alex? Um, you can agree to toss this if you think it's the Cucamonga. You can share it amongst yourselves. You can trade for something that Brad has. Well, we don't. How many times can we switch the share slot? Because uh, you, can cha- wanna... you can change out the, sh- the share slot as many times as you want. Okay. Um, because I'm feeling a little bit like I may be. I got a lot of necklace. I got a lot of neck gear. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is that we can share this for right now until we find something else we can share. Because it's not a bad necklace and we can just wear it and, you know. All right. Touch it like never give up. Brad, you agree this has to be a mutual decision that you agree to share this? What I think we should do, though, is we we should share it all the way to the baseball field where there's a monument to a child that says the exact same thing on it. 
Um, <laughs> a, I guess a child died at that baseball field or something. What the I, fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, this is a legit thing over in Vanilla Village. There's a monument to a child, and his face is, like, all grizzled. Like, it's a toddler with, like, a grumpy face. Not a toddler. Like, I guess maybe he's in grade school or grammar school. And it says, never, never, never give up. And it gives, like, a date. What? Like, he was, like, serious about baseball. We he was really serious about baseball. On that grave. All right. a good plan. So I think the decision here is that you're going to share We're the never the necklace share. So far. We're going to share in the necklace. never give up. And t- okay. Okay. Motto. Great. Great. Uh, boys, you've been taking notes. Uh, I, I just want to review for everyone at home. Brad, you've got the uh, the Winbot and the iGrow helmet. Mm-hmm. Alex has the I love you, I love you more necklace slash throw blanket. And the day of the week clock is also Alex's. And in the share pile, we have the never, never, never give up necklace. Brad, are you ready for your next gift? I am. You two would tell me if I've revealed something that I didn't mean to reveal, right? <laughs> Jonathan, we would be the first to We probably tell wouldn't, you. but you haven't. <laughs> your improv and your acting skills are higher than most people I take classes with. So you oh, clearly wow. tricked me that last time. Don't trick me again. Oh, Brad, this is from the Sky Mall's Inventor's Corner section. <gasps> I love my tech. I'm getting all the tech. A first look at life's newest solutions. And Brad, this is something that I really think that you actually are going to really want. Okay. Okay. These are known as the Sani Squares. Gross. The subtitle... Sani Squares? Safeguard Against Germs on the Road. Oh, okay, I can use that. Whether you need to change clothes in an airport restroom or are ready to take a comfortable nap on a flight, Sani Squares quickly and efficiently create a personal barrier from germs, bacteria, or fluids left behind. Sani Squares are disposable and feel like cotton. Seven-count multi-pack includes... Four small 14 by 14 inch squares and three large 19 and a half by 19 and a half inch changing squares. A multi-pack retails at $12.99. So basically, try to get an idea of what these are. These are basically like wet naps that you stand on so that you don't come to contact. Like if you're barefoot in the environment, you stand on these and so you don't have to make contact with the ground, essentially. Give me all of them. I want those in my life. You want those? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Fuck yes. I want those. We're putting those in. Now keep those in mind. On Christmas list. Keep in mind, Brad really wants the Sandy Squares, and Alex really wants that robot. Will Alex <laughs> go oh. against Brad's needs so he can get back that robot? How many, how many Sandy Squares were there again? Uh, I think it said per that pack. you get a seven-count multi-pack, so that includes four of the smalls and three of the large. Sandy Squares. Terrible name for the product, Sandy Squares. There's a reason Brad had a revulsion reaction. Sandy Square. Sandy's. Hey, did you bring, did you pack the Sandy's? Also, even if you extend it to Sanitary Square, gross. Like, what, I'm trying to think of a way or why you would ever use this, especially if it's something, I mean, obviously you can use it to disinfect stuff, but you're using this as something to stand on in an unsanitary environment? Well, here, like, in the little photos that you see, okay, so in the top left corner, there's a purse that's on, like, a bathroom counter that a Sandy Square is underneath. So the woman has placed her purse on the Sani Square because she might be at like an airplane, uh, airport restroom or something. Then in the next one, there's a woman who's taken off her high heels and she's standing on the Sani Square for some reason. Maybe she needs to like change into another pair of hose or something. And then uh, you can create your own personal barrier with them. And then inexplicably, this dude who's wearing a sleep mask on the airplane has placed the Sani Square behind his mm-hmm. head mm-hmm. and his neck so the chair doesn't uh, come like into contact it. with him. I like it. It's it, Clearly, you could use it for any and all environments. It's all about sanitation. So, Brad, those are yours. Uh, let's see what Alex draws next. 
Ladies and gentlemen, is, but we're just gonna let it go, I guess. Where's that? Is that really, are the sandy squares reusable? Like, are they? Is no, there something in no, the actual think, fabric no, that makes it to where bacteria? Because they do have that kind of tech. Like, we do have. I don't. Um, I don't know if they're reusable. I would think not. I would think not. Okay. Because um, I would think oh, you would want to buy multi packs as opposed to like I. I don't know. But my, my instinct is that they are not reusable now. Especially if you've already stood on them. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> then probably. you'd have your own nasty ass germs there. Alex, I have just drawn your latest gift. Brad, you uh, wisely chose, I think. Uh, I think this that applied to your life. So let's see if this Alex applies to your life. How many gifts are there total again? Sorry. Uh, I actually have not counted. I'm not okay. entirely sure. All right. All right. <laughs> we, we just have a few more left. So let's, let's see what this one is. Alex, this is the perfect gift for law students and lawyers it's the board game Passing the Bar. <laughs> a great gift for law students, both throughout law school and to help prepare them for the bar examination. With Passing the Bar flashcards, your favorite law student will spend more time studying in an enjoyable, fun setting. Fun for lawyers, too. Well, we can assume. The game includes 350 multi-state bar examination cards featuring legal questions modeled after the MBE exam and 100 justice cards featuring celebrity run-ins with the law, movie quotes from notorious and gripping courtroom dramas, outrageous verdicts, and alike. Additional game cards sold separately includes 450 questions from previous bar examinations released by the NCBE. Now, the Passing the Bar game retails at $69.99. Additional game cards retail at $59.99. Buy both and save for a retail value of $119.99. In this scenario, you're going to get those bonus cards. So we're going to say that this is a $120 value. Thank you for... Summarizing that. Alex, may I approach the bench? <laughs> Maybe we should share this. We could we could think about the fun we could have, like playing Marsha. We could play Marsha Owens. Um, I'm just thinking back to the Winbot and how you stole that from me, man. <laughs> Arbitrarily. Even. It seems like Alex has a caper and caprice planned. Alex, what do you want to do with this? Um, I I do agree with Brad. I think we're we're no longer sharing the necklace because I would love to share this with you and anyone. <laughs> so I mean, as long as we can share it, that's cool. Okay, so we're going to put that in the share slot. That means the necklace has to go to someone. Who would like to take the necklace at this point? Or it could go in the garbage. We could trash the necklace. Throw the, throw the piece of shit away. Well, and it is just, unlike the Mobius, I love you, no, I love you, blanket and necklace, this is just a shitty necklace. Yeah. The never, never, never give up necklace, we should reiterate. Never, never, never. And there's no, and there's no limit to the things we can trash, Unless right? you want to take that to the baseball statue, you could take that and then take it to the baseball statue on your own time. I am take, <laughs> I am getting the, ba- I'm taking that necklace and put on that baseball. I'm going to find that boy's parents and give them that. Oh, so, so Alex, you're, you're willing to take this? Yeah, why not? Okay, we're going to put it in your pile then. Uh, Let's see. Let's keep going. We've still got a couple more prizes in here. And uh, let's see what we've got for you, Brad. Oh, Brad. Oh, this is delightful. Custom pet portrait canvases. What? Look at these little guys. Look at these cute guys. We're meeting so many new friends today. Winbot, little kitty cat dog friends. Okay. Double takes will abound when your cat or dog is posed as a 17th century noble. Upload any color photo, and our computer artists will give your pet a particularly regal bearing and transfer the image onto canvas. So your Please, pet. Yeah, your, your pet. pet. Yeah. You submit the photo. Oh, Please man, specify dude. male or female portrait. Measures 8 by 10, weighs 8 ounces. This item will ship within 3 to 5 days of the receipt of your photo. Sorry, no returns on personalized items. Retail value for this portrait canvas? $49. Oh, fuck. I feel very strongly that this could be one or the other. 
This is either the whole shebang or Johnny Cook Among Us. Oh, you think this is an old-fashioned kook, is what you think, I think this, this is. <laughs> it could go either way, depending on, on your whims, Jonathan. Fascinating, fascinating. Oh. Well, as you pointed out the last time we played this game, I hate things almost arbitrarily. Uh, <laughs> I, I do. There's that. enough things to hate here, because this is, this is a, I, this is, sounds oh. hilarious. I also love that they have to specify custom paintings. Uh, there's no refund on that. Aren't they all custom paintings? Or someone just, like, surprise me with a dog that's not mine. Look, all I know is that this cat looks like a Duchess of York, and that dog yeah. looks like Napoleon. That's yeah. all I know. Those computer artists really do a wonderful job. I'm just going to say, I, I, I know our game show host loves his pups. Yeah. And I think... I'm gonna have to take the. I'm gonna have to keep it. This is mine. This is yours. Okay. I was about to say you. You had one trade move left that you could have used, but if you want to place it in your pile, we shall. Your wish is my command. Your wish is my command. I'm just the. I'm just the vessel through which the game works. This extremely popular hashtag SkyMail Scramble game. <laughs> Alex, I've drawn your next gift here. Let's look at this, shall we? Uh uh oh, Alex. Uh oh. A tire. Uh oh. Uh oh. A tire. This is clothing. Alex, clothing. This is, we've, we haven't had any clothing except for uh, shitty jewelry. Fashion forward. This is the Lake Girl zip hoodie cap and tote. Let's see what this is. Whether she's a canoe kind of gal or more into revved up water skiing cruisers, huh. she'll it's love so sporting like this at yeah. lakeside getaways or in her everyday urban life. Mm. Hoodie sweatshirt with zip front, navy with white chenille applique letters, mm. 80% cotton, 20% polyester, machine wash imported. Uh, you can get this small to extra, extra large. Matching hat is 100% cotton, one size. Cotton tote is 13 and three quarters by eight and one quarter in terms of dimensions. So you're going to get all three of these, Alex. Now, I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you. Uh, depending on the size of the hoodie you choose, if you choose a medium to extra large, that's a $60 value. An extra, extra large hoodie is $64.95. The cap is $19.95, and the tote is $34.95. So in any situation, you're going to get all three. You're going to get the hoodie, the cap, and the bag. It's just a matter of, in terms of your math, what size hoodie you want. I think I'm just going to break that down to $120. The description says that you can get small to extra, extra large, but then they don't have a designation for what a small would cost. They start the cost at medium to extra large. I don't know why. SkyMall is a mystery to us all. It's like the Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you get a barter for, for your small. Yeah. So, uh, Alex, what do you want to do with these guys? Oh, uh, clarify, let, me, let me show them to you. Let me show I was about to say, you. it does say Lake Girl on it. Everything. Lake Girl. Lake Girl. On the hoodie, on the tote, on the cap. Are those oars on the cap? Yeah, you get oars on the cap. Oh, okay. Inexplicably, they aren't on anything else, but... I'll have to find a lady who's into What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I, you know, if, if it were me, you know, Alex, you're not a lady. So, I don't know if this is useful to you. You could take something from Brad. <laughs> you haven't used either of your trade moves yet. True. Truth is true. But you're the one in summer camp. Meet up with those ladies. True. You could like, hey, lady, I got something for you, lit girl. How's, how's my lit girl going? That's gross and disgusting. <laughs> girl. You're my lit girl. Hey, here's a hoodie. You're my lit girl. Here's a hat. Up, How many late girls can I get with the like? Exactly. All right, I'm not. You guys are disgusting. I got my three late girls. You have three late girls. Yeah, one's got a tote, one's got a hat, and one's hey, Mark got Twain. Their hey, Mark Twain. I'm gonna need you to stop thinking about your little fish. <laughs> well, no, I wasn't. Oh no, 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 I wasn't. Me and Nancy Newman are just like See, hanging out, like in air conditioning. I can't speak for Brad, but I thought this would be counselors, like adults. I'd be giving these items to, not children. That's weird. Yeah, that's what I assume too. I don't know where this weird. came from. Well, Jonathan Fair started enough. talking about Mark Twain, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, Jonathan. I don't. It's weird you would go there, but I. Uh, 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 then I'm thinking about those late girls. 
Um, I'm gonna keep this. You're gonna keep it? Yeah, why not? Alex, Alex, can I, may I just remind you what Brad has right now? He yeah. has Windmark. You don't have to remind me. I know exactly what Brad's <laughs> got on my little card. I, hey, I also Brad, know the exact retail value is, of everything. Brad, so don't my job is the host to stir the pot. I am the pot stirrer. I stir up drama so the stakes are high. But if Alex wants to keep it and be, yeah, fine, fine, keep See, it. See, something else I'm thinking about, especially since the last game we played, is what I can do with these gifts, not just for myself, but to give back to others. Oh, like, shut up. Surely there's someone that, that I know that I, I mean, I gotta. It's I gotta, not gonna matter because you're not gonna win. Gotta so. Keep people in mind who could love this late girl yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex is a delightful, wonderful person, just like Laura Wimson. <laughs> He's giving away what, what he does not need. I'm thinking of the will that I'm going to be writing after this. It's my Sky Mall will. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> that's a separate that's, game show that yes. airs at late night. <laughs> I will say, Jonathan, night. that you were the person who's in charge of making sure that my Sky Mall will is exacted after I'm the executrix? Like, you're the executrix to my Sky Mall will. Hello. You're the, you're the only person I can trust. <laughs> I'm pretty who sure loves Sky you're Mall enough. Yeah. Just saying. Hello, I am executrix. The Ant Man created me. <laughs> Uh, Brad, I just drew your... We only have two prizes left, Brad. I drew uh, one Ooh. of the last two. It is the personalized center for exceptional grandchildren and children doormats. <laughs> Did you say a hat? No, it's a doormat. So oh, this is what's dude, so great doormat. about this. If you look, the picture, it says the Jackson Center for Exceptional wow. Grandchildren. Oh. So this is perfect for either of you because you're right. both. Now, the Jackson clearly is a reference to a surname, but because you're both from Jackson, Tennessee, mm -hmm. you could use this doormat uh, just for your own purposes. Uh, now, this is what it says. Exceptional grandchildren aren't just born. They're made by exceptional grandparents, of course, because what? mom and dad have a hand in childbearing. Oh, wait. That is... Wait. I'm pretty sure the parents make the grandchildren. Well, because mom, this is why they say this. Because mom and dad have a hand in child rearing, Matt is also available as exceptional children. Durable 100% Olfen, 27 by 18 inches. Made in USA, specify grandchildren or children, and family name up to 12 characters. So if you're a foreigner with a really long name, fuck off. Allow three wow. weeks, no rush delivery. Retail value, $29.95. Now you're only going to get one. So you'd have to choose grandchildren, children? You can't have both. Alex, um, I don't know how you feel about Jackson, Tennessee, but I say we throw this piece of shit away. Um, out of everything that we've, so far, I think this is the one that's, even though I, I could see this going to Laura Wimsett, like I would love to get this and like send it to her. But you're right, I think if, we should just trash it if you're down with it. Let's burn just that, burn that shit down. The first item to be thrown away during this entire game, ladies and gentlemen, it is now in the toss pile, the Jackson Center for Exceptional Grandchildren doormat. Uh, okay, we've got one last prize here, Alex. Now, this is up to you to choose what to do with this. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, we'll review and uh, what everyone has, then we'll see how it all shook out. Now, this is another combo. So you're going to get uh, two specific items from the catalog as, as a pair. So we're going to start with the Freedom's Pride wall sculpture by artist Samuel Lightfoot. I'm going to show it to you now. It is an enormous wall-mounted sculpted eagle, a bald eagle, if you will. Now, the description says, if God is indeed, quote, in the details, then this incredible eagle speaks to the American spirit. Each talon and feather is intric intricately sculpted by artist Lightfoot, cast in quality designer resin, and hand-painted in a three-dimensional work of art that extends more than eight inches from the wall. With a wingspan of over two and a half feet, our eagle is a symbol of the strength and freedom of an enduring generation. Retail price, $99.95. But Alex, that's not all. 
This guy has his own little friend. He's coming with this guy. Uh-oh, look at this guy. <gasps> what? It's... And Bigfoot statue? Oh, who is this fellow? It's Bigfoot, the Garden Yeti statue. With his characteristically big feet, our nearly six-foot-tall Garden Yeti will have guests doing a double-take as they admire your creative Homer garden style. <laughs> With alleged sightings the world over, this elusive mythical legend has been captured exclusively for Toscano in quality designer resin, again, again with the resin, and hand-painted for startling realism. Startling realism. Uh, now, I'm going to give you the life-size Bigfoot. He comes in different sizes, what? but I'm going to give you the... Uh, he's 147 pounds, uh, and a retail price of $2,250. Hey, I'm going to give you curbside delivery. Add another $225 to that. Because if you want this curbside, you got to put another $225 on that motherfucker. Alex, what are you thinking? This may be one of my favorite gifts, personally. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the eagle statue, though I have friends that could use that. Eh. But this life-size Bigfoot statue with curbside delivery mm -hmm. is going to be one of... This is going to be a fun time. Because, I mean... How many pranks can you pull? Like, I just want to put this thing in the middle of a forest and, like, bolt it to the ground or something so people be like, what the f- Like, I want to have fun with this statue. Well, Alex, that's exactly what the description promises. Your house guests are going to do a double take when they see your creative home decor. I want to move it around my house. Just, like, have it in different places right. and, like, really freak out my roommate or anyone who comes by. There is another version of this that I didn't choose, but it's the exact same Yeti creeping from behind a tree. Oh, that would be perfect. So you can just hang him behind a tree or something, apparently. And he's like, eh, hey there. Give me the Sky Mall box. I'm telling you. Yeah, we're, we're going to money on that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so, Alex, what do you want to do with this guy? Uh, I think I'm going to keep this one. Okay. Well, uh, me and Brad had talked about sharing this one. Okay. But I don't know. I think we would have more fun sharing the cards. Unless you also think this would be fun. Like, if you think this would be fun for hijinks for Ramjag, then by all means. I mean, I just, I just think we switch back. You know, one week you have the eagle, I have the Bigfoot. One week you have the Bigfoot. We'll share it. I don't want to deny anyone this this awesome pleasure of this You're Yeti. choosing to share the American Eagle yes, and the Yeti. Yes, if, if you're fine, friend, can I take the ball cards? All right. You just can for sharing cards, those? Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, so now we've got all right, we got the, the eagle and the yeti in the sheriff slot, and Alex, you have just inherited the bar exam board game. Guys, that's it. Those are all the gifts that we have. So uh, at this point, uh, we're going to just do a quick review of what uh, everyone has. So Brad, currently you have the, the the cat dog custom portraits, the Sani squares, the Winbot, which apparently Alex did not want that badly, and the iGrow helmet. Those are in your pile. Alex, you currently have the Lake Girl set of cap, hoodie, and bag, the Passing the Bar board game, the Never Never Give Up necklace, the I Love You More uh, necklace and throw rug, and the Day of the Week clock. Now, let's see what's happening right now. Okay, we got in the toss pile, the Jackson Center doormat for exceptional grandchildren. And in the share slot, the Eagle and the Yeti. Okay. Oh, man, All right. this is tough Guys, choices. this is going to get pretty crazy, so I need you to pay attention. I'm so glad that a certain thing has happened. Wait a minute. I will say this. We still what? have two trades, right? Uh, that was only during the process of the game. That shenanigans. Okay. Did not realize that. Didn't either. What All do right. you mean? All, All right. right. Before we go into All final right. rounds, I think we need to we need to trade things up. This okay. Is just... No, 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 no. What I'm going to do is, uh, this is exactly what I'm going to do. 
I'm gonna flip a coin, and I'm gonna, that result will ha allow one person to do whatever they want. That's they not fair. I have two trades left. Alex, I, if I didn't make it clear, I'm sorry, but that is during the actual game. Okay. I, At the yeah. end of the game, it, you can't just go, oh, and by the way, I'm trading these two gifts. See, I, I, I think it was a miscommunication. It's fine. Brad and I both said we didn't realize that I was thought, a I thing. Thought, I, thought, I thought it was going to be like last time where there was one, like, last Trixies. Yeah. Okay. So, but what? that being this said, I'm revamped. also cool. This is the revamped Skymark Scramble. It's okay. I, I, I'm cool with it being a lesson learned, and next time we just play it for Here's keeps exactly like we what should, I'm gonna do. I appreciate your need to have a twist, so here's what we're gonna do. I have a coin in my hand. Brad, your heads. Alex, your tails, let's say. I'm gonna flip it. Whoever wins, they're gonna be able to potentially trade, or if they don't wanna do anything, they could just kick their feet back and relax. All right, let's go. Brad, your heads, right? Alex, your tails, yes. let's go. Heads, my friend. Uh, tails, my friend, because it's a little buffalo, not George Washington. So, uh, Tails, my friend. Alex, what do you want to do right now? You get one move. That's it. Hmm. Oh. Friend. <laughs> oh. Part you, of me really wants to share the You can choose to do nothing. Because I think we both want that. And I really do want the robot that cleans windows. I think we have to agree to share things. We, um, I we, think we okay. agree to share. I'm going to limit crack. this, Alex. I'm going to limit this to if you want to trade something. That's that. That is basically what you get to work within. That's your parameter. You can either choose to trade, or you can kick back your feet and say, you know what, I'm good with what I have. Let's let's move on and see what the results are. What do you want to do? Um, I love my role as the puppet master. <laughs> Brad, you are nervous. You're. I am. You're um, chattering away. Friend, we are we are we are trading. I'm taking the robot. And you were going to get um, the never give up necklace in return. Son of a bitch. Let me find that here in the pile. Because I really love the idea of this Alex, robot. think about this, though. Think about this. Like, I I'm, I'm happy with a shaved head. You might need that eye helmet. You might need that. I, I don't want you to go bald. You might not have the right head shape. In fact, I'm pretty sure you don't. Uh, <laughs> does anyone have the right head shape for the butt? I mean, for the actual <laughs> helmet. But that being said... Really like that robot. So I is this I what really it is? Want, I this fell is in love it's... with I fell in love with Winbot when I heard about him. Winbot. And Let me clean. actually, out of all the things besides the day of the week clock, well, the day of the week clock and the never say never necklace are all. And to me, they're the same as the doormat. I'm like, what the? Why fuck? Why don't you give me the law game and you take Winbot? No, I like the law game too. <laughs> I like the law game too. Alex, but that's my final trade. So that's that's final it. trade. Thank you, Jonathan, for allowing that. I Brad, you it. have just inherited the never, never, never give up necklace. Alex, you just got Winbot. Okay, now the game. We're closing it off. We've got to see how the results shook out. Where did the whole shebang gift land? Oh, so Where is the Joey so Kukamunga? This is going to get crazy. Thing. I'm so glad it worked out this way, but let's take this one step at a time. Let's look at the toss pile. Let's see what's in there. The Jackson Center for Exceptional Grandchildren. Guys, that was neither the whole shebang or the Joey Cucamonga. Oh, boy. That was neither. So, here's $30 lost, but that's fine. So, that's we're done with that. In the share pile, we've got the Eagle and the Yeti. Guys, that is neither oh, no, the it's... whole shebang or the Joey Cucamonga. Oh, man, that it's... means that they are somewhere within one of our oh, players' piles, ladies and gentlemen. I have a question really quick. What if someone has both the Joey Cucamonga and the uh, the top prize? What happens there? That's a very good shebang. question. That's a very good question, Alex. Is the Joey Cucamonga? <laughs> I think the Joey Cucamonga would just top whatever it is. No, no, like, I think if you win, the whole shebang is a whole shebang. <laughs> let's, take this, let's take this one step at a time, my friend. Let's take this one step at a time. Brad, I'm going to start with you. The never, never, never give up necklace. That is neither the whole shebang or the Joey Kukamunga. I knew it. The I grow helmet. That is neither. Oh, Ooh, now that's okay. a surprise to me. Now this is a new game. The so I thought surely that was the Kukamunga. Did I, I so the, I, did I, I said the never, never give up. And then I said the Sandy squares and th that is neither. Okay. 
The iGrow wow. helmet. That is neither. Amazing. only has one more item that could be both. The cat dog portraits. Neither. What? What? That what? means, ladies and gentlemen, that Alex, within his pile, has both the Joey Cucamonga. I am shocked. And the whole shebang. That means that we are in a new phase of the game, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa. I had to create a new set of rules just for this random set of circumstances. Alex, just so you know, Winbot was neither the whole shebang of the Joey Cucamonga. The I love you, I love you more necklace throw rug, neither the Joey Cucamonga or the whole shebang. Late Ooh. girl hoodie cap bag set, neither. That means that the, the day of the week wall clock was the whole shebang. That's the one I wanted the most. And the one I wanted the least was the passing the bar law board game. Cause fuck that board game. That sounds boring and stupid. A whole a wall clock that tells you what day it is. That shit's awesome. Law board game, fuck you. Dog portraits, wow. dog portraits. Wow. Hey, I love my, my Kit Kats and my pup pups, but I don't want a fucking portrait of one in my weird But you apartment. want a clock with days on it? <laughs> Don't you have a phone? That means we are in a completely different set of circumstances. I am blindsided, Jonathan. I was not Welcome to Chaos World. Alex, I need you to pay close attention, okay? Oh, no. Alex, because you are the player that had both of those special gifts in his pile, from now on, I'm going to refer to you as Player A for Alex. (laughs) (laughs) That means Player B for Brad is Brad. (laughs) I want you to pay close attention. Uh, Alex? I'm going to bring up my iPod stopwatch here. You are going to have one minute to turn to Brad and explain to him why your friendship means so much to him. I need you. (laughs) What? I need you to convince Brad in this minute. I'm I'm not even making this up on the spot. These are the rules that I came up with. Alex, player A, turn to Brad, player B. You have one minute. Starting now to explain why his friendship is so important to you in three, two, one. I mean, Brad, we we go way back, all the way back to um, uh, Boy Scouts, technically. Um, uh, we grew up together, though. I, I, if if it wasn't for you, I would never be up here in Cincinnati because I would have never thought, "Yeah, let's go to Cincinnati." Um, we have a show together, which I am proud of, and it is a joy to go do with you. And I appreciate the conversations we have and that I can actually talk to you about ideas when I can't really do that with anyone else in my life. And, um, yeah, always a pleasure. I don't, I don't know how else to say anything other than that. You're very, you're very special to me as a friend, and I, I appreciate you. How, do, how long does a minute go, Jonathan? How much longer do I have? You have ten seconds to say anything else that you need to say. Make it count. Make it count. Um... Five seconds. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And a minute, he says thank you. All right, Brad. Keeping that in mind, I, want, I, I need you guys to take out a pen, and if you have any like index cards or something that you can write on individually and in secret, I need you to be able to write on these without and the other knowing. It's Okay, this is what you're going to do. Both players, uh, writing on your separate index cards or whatever you have, you're either going to write the word Sky Dog or Sky Fall. Now, what do these terms mean? If you choose to write Sky Dog on your card, that means that you view the other player as a true friend. Someone someone you are willing to share the benefits of this game with, the prizes and the Skyball bucks that we haven't really mentioned for a long time. But there's Skyball money on the line right now. That means, Sky Dog means, hey man, I like you. Brad, if you write Sky Dog, that means, hey Alex, 
I trust what you just said to me. I trust you. That means that we're gonna share these gifts and money. But if you write Skyfall, that means you do not trust the other player. That means that you see right through them and that you are greedy and that you want those prizes and that money for yourself. Now, you are going to write these on separate cards. Now, when we reveal what we have written, here's what, this is how it's gonna work. If both players wrote Skydog, they go home with all of the gifts in their piles and $1,500 in SkyMall bucks. If both players write Skyfall, they go home with nothing because they didn't trust each other. And maybe they were never truly friends to begin with. <laughs> If player A, Alex, wrote Skydog, and player B, Brad, wrote Skyfall, Brad gets everything and $3,000 in SkyMall bucks. If player A, Alex, wrote Skyfall, and player B wrote Skydog, Alex gets everything and $3,000 in SkyMall bucks. Brad, Alex, I want you to take a moment now, personally, just sequester yourselves and write the term of your choice. Whenever you are ready, Please let me know. Brad, it looks as if you've made your choice. Keep it to yourself for now, my friend. I got a secret choice I've made. A secret choice. Sky falls and sky dog caravans. (laughs) Alex is, you know, Alex is taking his time considering he only has to write a word. It's two words. (laughs) (laughs) Not, not Not on my end, not on my end, my friend. Okay. I think he got gotcha. you. I think he got gotcha. you. <laughs> okay, we're going to start with... 50 bucks. Skyball dollars. Do I get to reveal first? Uh, Alex, let's see what you wrote. Can you read that? <laughs> Alex wrote, what are you thinking, Skydog? <laughs> right. Alex wrote Skydog. Brad, reveal to us now what you wrote on your card. Mm-hmm. These two are the best friends in history. They both wrote Skydog. <laughs> That means that they get they get their own set, complete set of gifts, yes, and yes, fifteen hundred dollars yes, yes. in SkyMall bucks. We each. did it. Yes, we did it. Let's put that fifteen hundred together and buy ourselves a Bigfoot. Yes. <laughs> what are those creeping tree Bigfoots? Yes, Peeperfoots. Peeperfoot. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, get like a whole fleet of them. That could not have worked out better. I really wanted that to do those beautiful. new rules. Yes, that was beautiful. And it would only Frank, have happened so if much. indeed. I, I really hope that my uh, <laughs> minute, which was a total shock and surprise, <sighs> I should have added so much. Was Boy. a little bit like, ooh. You're going home with the eagle, the yeti, the doormat for grandchildren. Yes. yes. The, the law game yes. that I hate, the clock that I love, the late girl set, the I love you, I love you more necklace throw rug combo, the winbot. You both get a winbot for yes. God's sake. Yes. The fleet the, of winbots. The cat dog portraits. The I grow helmets. <laughs> the Sandy swipes. Yes. The Sandy Squares and the Never Never. This is a message for you two and the world. Never, never, never give up on your friends. This is a game about friendship. (laughs) Friendship ruled the day here today, ladies and gentlemen. That is how SkyMouse Grandma works. See you next week. Not really. But see you next week. Not really. (laughs) Yay! We did it. We did it. Heroes! I have my arms up. Wheels up. Sky Dogs. Classic Sky Dogs. Gypsies and Caravans. Uh oh. Uh oh. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this special episode of Ramjack. What are you thinking right now? Let us know. Listeners, what are you thinking? There are many ways you can do that. Um, one of my personal favorite ways is via phone. Brad, what's that phone number? That's 206 If you've never called in and left a voicemail, you should do yourself the favor. It'll get played on the air. Alex and Brad, it'll be like they're talking to you. Just, just, if you've never done it before, make that happen. Especially since next episode will be episode 150. 
We're getting up there. We are. 150 eps. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah, to think. 150 episodes of us just chatting. Yeah, to think. <laughs> Man, I remember the days of Time Changer, Zapped. I remember those days. Those you mean the, like the first 20 episodes? The yeah, the house, the salad days. episodes? Yeah, those, yeah, those were, the, were some of the first episodes I did. Wow. So long ago. But yes, by all means, call us. We would love to hear from you. Find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group that's really fun. You can also hit us up on Twitter, right? Indeed, at Ramjack Podcast. Or email us, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Visit the website, curiosityabounds.com slash ramjack. Follow me on Twitter. That's J-O-N-P-E-R-N-I-S-E-K. I could use the followers. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie, ladies and gentlemen. I'm the creator of Skymall Scramble. How do I only have a certain amount of followers? I'm not going to say the number because it's kind of pathetic. I, I don't have that many Twitter followers. I don't really, I'm more of an Instagram person these days. I will say, I hope Skymall's listening because we need to, especially with the sweep season, next year I want to see Skymall Scramble as the new game show for like NBC or ABC or CBS. I want them to pick that up. But only if I host it. None of this oh, Howie of Mandel shit. I've surpassed him at this point. You're the only person that could host it. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Leave us an iTunes review. That'd be great. Absolutely. Guys, keep in mind, it is a filthy, disgusting world out there. Don't eat things off the floor. Remember. Don't make shoes. Don't do it. Just, just make sure you're always prepared with your very own set of Especially if you're sitting next to one of those nasty necromongers. Oh, you Jonathan, inappropriate. Oh, please. Oh, no. Calm down. Oh, language. Starry skies and glittery caravans. Let me play that Kitty. song again. Kitty get... cats dressed up as lovely duchesses. Ha 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 ha. Got me thinking about a sky mall smile. Ding. There was Yay. a time when I wasn't sure if Fred was a sky dog or a sky fall. <laughs> Who could it be now? <laughs> Knocking at my door with their little papas. <laughs> Is it the Duchess of Meow Meow or the Duke of Bark? <laughs> <laughs> the clock, really? The clock? Yeah, that's interesting. For some reason, when I was looking through the pile, I was like, I'm just going to go on instinct. What do I think is just delightful? And it's the stupidity of the wall clock. <laughs> it's just, it's charming in its stupidity. Like, that's for your I'm like your fucking Alzheimer's written grandparent. What day of the week is it? <laughs> Grandma, just look at the clock. Oh, that's right, my clock. Oh, it's Tuesday. That means lasagna. <laughs> Thank you, day of the week, wall clock. I'm going to go talk to Winbot. <laughs> as, it, as it shines my windows. Oh, hello there, Justin. Like my new house. <laughs> Justin, you're... Oh, your cock! <laughs> Why, Justin? Indigo skies and galaxies reach far and wide. Look to the boy with stars shining in his eyes. Crystal blue streams, he's running, catching fireflies, living the dream, and I'm all so proud he's mine. Ah, 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 ah. Then I realize I'm thinking about a brand new smile. There was a time when stars kept falling, all the night sky was black. From deep inside, a smile was calling me, and now there's no turning back. Silvery moon. And midnight rides, humming a tune, soft mist falling from my eyes.
just what I was missing Never knew I could hold such bliss Till this new smile came Now every day holds a promise While magic lights the nighttime sky And I know, and I know, and I know It's all for the glow of a brand new smile to the stars, look to the heavens and you may find, you will find silvery moons and caravans and midnight rides humming a tune, soft mist falling from your eyes ah ha, ah ha then you realize you're thinking about a brand new smile ah ha, ah ha then I realize I'm thinking about a brand new smile 